Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer-tastic voyage. Go. Go now. 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 Should I go now? When is it going to be later? When will that be now? Soon. (laughs) Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Beer-Tastic Voyage. My name's Kevin. I'm Justin, and I'm Mark. You hate Mark? I did. (laughs) Okay. And we are back for more movie fun discussion with the whole gang. Everybody say hi, introduce yourselves. I'm a Deagle Mathoyle, you killed my brother, prepared to die. Oh, oh, really? <laughs> you didn't mutter it like that? Wow. Jen, Jen, put him in the corner. Put him in the bedroom. Put him in the bedroom. I need Joe in the bedroom. Put Joe Jones in the bedroom already. I don't want to podcast it on my show. <laughs> And Steph is here again for more movie fun. Steph, how are yes. you doing? Very good, Kevin. How are you? I'm doing well. Jen, good to see you again as well. You as well. Excellent. And last and certainly most least is Pete. Good to see you again, Pete. I have no place else to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's becoming a problem. I think they've actually let... Has Kim actually let you out of that room that you're in? Yeah, but she usually just tells me to go right back in. Okay, and I uh, empty the bucket, right? Yeah. I see you, uh, I, I basically picture you leaned, leaned into the window open behind you, just sort of breathing against the screen to try to get some semblance of fresh air. I, I do that, and I also sing Disney songs, like stuff from Rapunzel and things like that. <laughs> right out the window. You're almost there, man. You're almost there. You're getting it. The locks are going strong. I like it. Thank you. I, uh, this is the best I could do. This is pure protein right here. Just coming right out of my skull. <laughs> See how far I can go. Lord, Lord, no, Lord, knows, Lord knows that General South Chicken's got to go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's check in on everyone's beverages for the evening. What do we got going on? I hey, Kelly, let's start with you. What are we drinking? We're just pouring a crowler right now of curb-fied IPA at uh, Crowler. A little from our good friends over at Spiderbite. All right, good deal. I Jen, am... are you sailing with the captain still? I am not. I am going to have some of the spider bite with my husband. Right. Oh, sounds good. How about you, Justin? What do we got? I am drinking a uh, award. We'll call it award-winning Belgian IPA that I brewed a long time ago because I and also Greg Kelly won our first-round matchups for last brewer standing from the Hand Grenades Club. I want to take this opportunity to say that uh, uh, Cappy talks a lot. Of, talks a lot of shit, and he talks shit well. But apparently, I brew better beer. Well, that's what it boils up down to. Wow. Are you drinking with us tonight, or are you just uh? I, I wanted to try something water. different, so I, I went foraging in the house, um, and I found something. I assume that either one of us got this in like a shower or something, but it, it's it's a, a teeny tiny bottle here of. Uh, Something called Moscato. Oh, yeah. good God. Please drink that right now. 187 milliliters of 9% alcohol by volume, and I was surprised to learn that it could cause birth defects, but uh, I've already been born, so I'm not worried about that too much. I have no idea what condition this has been kept in. I have no idea where it was acquired. Um, <laughs> that's a size bottle that you pocket off an airplane, dude. Yeah, seriously. Uh, yeah, you, need to, you need to drink that right now. Right now, drink that, what? because 
I need to see it. I need to see you drink that. I, I'm excited about it. I, I would pour it over ice, maybe. I probably yeah. wouldn't drink that out of the bottle. Yeah. Mostly because mostly can, mostly because watching it, it would arouse me too much. Is it cold? Steph, are you drinking anything with us tonight, or are you just hanging out and being the sober one? <laughs> I decided to forego the soda, and I'm just gonna straight <laughs> up vodka. There we go. Good job. Wow. Good. 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 Ooh. Pete, the faces you're making is fantastic. This is uh. You can have a coffee mug. Uh, yeah, I had a coffee mug on the desk. Classy AF. Are, um, yeah, I'm, I'm always, I always do a classy. It's just uh, it's a sweet vintage. Um, it's got some notes in here. I uh, I hear it C sharp and maybe maybe a G flat. It's not bad. All right, uh, all right. Fill that fill that fucking mug right. up. Uh, I see you putting a cap on that. Fill that uh, mug up. Let's do it. Yeah. What? Um, Go that back up. Finish that. Finish that thing off. Um, easy, easy. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a new. Okay. I'm, I'm, I came across the last of the uh, Oma Gang Game of Thrones beers the other day, and uh, since I had almost all the other, all the other ones, I figured I had to try the final one. Called my watch has ended. It's an imperial brown ale brewed with maple syrup and fenugreek. How is that? That's an interesting ingredient, fenugreek. It's actually pretty good. It, it comes across as kind of a. Um, Almost like a like an English brown, that, because the fenugreek gives it a little bit of extra flavor in there. But the maple keeps it sweet rather than letting it get super powerful on there. Yeah. Like instead of a hop flavor, you get a little bit of an herbal flavor from the fenugreek. It's kind nice. of cool. That's awesome. That sounds I great. I like it. So, and before we get really into it, I just want to wish everybody a very happy Father's Day weekend as we record this. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. And cheers to that. Um, so yes, we, uh, this week we're going to be continuing our movie, uh, situation because in compiling the list of movies last time, we realized that we had so many movies that we could separate into 80s and then of course 90s movies. We did not realize exactly how great of a decade the 90s were for movies because it was very difficult to narrow it down. And there's some heart, there's some heartbreaks that didn't didn't make the list, and I'm I'm curious to hear what um, if everyone can name like one or two that they, they can't believe didn't make the list. So before we get into that, I, I just want to note like one thing. I know you said there's a lot of really good movies. I want to note how many of these movies are really not good movies that we just happen to love. And when I say not good, I mean like. They're not exactly, they're not artsy movies, they're not, like, innovative movies, they're just, like, the standard-issue, rock'em, sock'em, action movie kind of thing that, like, here's the formula, follow it, let's have fun, kind of thing. See, I, I, know, what, I know what you're saying, but for me, I can think of, there are probably, I think there's, I, for me, there's five or six of them that, are, that fall into that category. I think the majority of these are, like, I would consider to be really good to excellent movies. Okay, well, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm looking at it as just there's some that are there's some in here that we definitely enjoy because they have sentimental value. Yes, much more than much more than because they're actually a, a good movie. That'll That's be. What yeah, I'm, I'm super. Yeah, no, right. I don't disagree. I'm I'll, super interested to see which ones you think are that and which ones I think are that because they'd probably okay. be different. Greg, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Go for it. What do you no, got? No, it's all right. Uh, I'll start with what the sentimental value ones were that 
unfortunately did not make it because as we had to cut it down to 64 for the bracket, um, I was shocked with how many of, I'm going to say some of my favorite movies did not make the list at all. Um, the fact that Days of Confused didn't make it, um, Friday didn't make it, uh, Liar Liar, Rounders, Sleepers, Sleepers, um, Boys Sleep- in the Hood, Menace to Society, neither of them. Sleepers it, it is a travesty. crazy a little bit, but at the same time, looking at what made the list, a lot of really good ones made the list, too. So, um, I get it. I guess you guys just don't like mafia movies and gangster movies like I do. Um, but that's my thing, I guess. I I will agree with you with Sleepers. I, I can't believe it didn't make it. I think Sleepers is an absolutely yeah. unbelievable movie. Um, Boys in the Hood also is it tr- is an insanely good movie. Menace to Society is also a very good movie, but I can see it not making it. But man, Sleepers is is a Days that was a bummer. I know. How did that end? Yeah. Days to Confuse. I gotta admit, right? I can't remember which one Sleepers is. Sleepers is the one with the, um. It's the it's it's the adults who were mol- they were. Patrick. Yeah, they were they were molested as kids at, at a um, by a priest at a um, I don't know if it was a sleepaway camp or at school. It's it it, no. it sounds it's I mean it's it's not a it's not a happy go lucky movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it's really super well acted. No, I'm, it's just not ringing a bell. Yeah. I'm looking it up a little bit, and I'm just going nope. Yeah, it was don't Boston. Boston. It was a, one of the guys became a cop. One of the guys became a lawyer. One of the guys became a bad guy. Um, so Boston was Ben Affleck and uh, Matt Damon. It was good. They got together, they met up with the guy that abused them. Great movie. All right. Well, for me, some of the ones I that I think it should have made it, but... are some of those bad, but I was saying before, some of those bad movies, but I have sentimental value to it, such as Army of Darkness, and, um, I mean, I, I think The Rock would fall into that same category. Like, it's not a great movie. It's like, it's... The movie equivalent of like a dinosaur novel. It's not great, but I do love that stupid ass. And even though it's terrible, and this is, I mean, really, really terrible, is Starship Troopers. That's a really, really bad movie. And I don't expect it, it's not good at all, but it's funny in how bad it is. Like, Isn't Pretty Woman an 80s one? No, no. Pretty Woman's no. definitely 90s. For me, Great something that's terrible that I love on air. Edward yeah. Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands definitely should have made it, but you know, I, I blame I blame that on the I, I blame that on the Kellys. <laughs> Pretty Woman is right there on the edge. I voted for Edward Scissorhands. I never got down with it. I, yeah. I did not. Ten things I hate about you. What we forgot to put on the list? Serial mom. Scrooge. Yeah, that, that was another one. You mentioned that before, and I had never even heard of that before. Scrooge. And let me, I've heard of it, but I never saw it. I thought it was good. Let me give Steph a shout-out as being the only other person who gave Oscar a vote, because I was the only other person who thought that movie existed. And it's one of my favorite movies of all time. No, no, no. I think I, that I, is one of my favorites. I yeah. didn't, I didn't vote for it, but I do like the movie. I, I didn't vote for it because I couldn't see it beating much of anything else that I was picking on my list. But I do think it's a worthwhile movie. So I, I was also shocked. Shot- the fact that no one else voted for it, only one person. Actually, I'm surprised anyone voted for it. 
So that that doesn't surprise me. I was I was more surprised at there were no votes for Ever After at all, other than me, uh, which I really think is a fantastic movie. And Maverick was my other big disappointment. Yes, I like Maverick a lot too, but it was the same reasoning. It was I don't think it could stand up to a lot of the other ones on the list, and I didn't you know not that I had a limited number of votes, but it wasn't it wasn't one that I thought was worth moving forward for this. But it's a really fun oh. movie. Demolition Man. I actually didn't myself to the uh, to the sixty-four. I didn't go beyond that. Yeah, I only voted. I thought we were just picking the sixty-four for the bracket, but okay. No, Greg. Well, Greg. Greg. That was the only one. That was not one of my. I don't think I've seen that one. I mean, I know of it, but I've seen it. I don't think it would stand up against Nah. I mean, I was shocked that I was the only one that voted for the crow. I've never seen Crow it. was a great never movie. And Fear and Loathing Las Vegas. None of you guys voted for that one either. Never saw it. I yeah, didn't like either I've one of those never movies. Never seen Fear and Loathing. And The Crow, like, I saw it once or twice, and it just didn't didn't roll with me. Like, I just, maybe I wasn't at the right mindset or something or age bracket when I saw it, but, I mean, I know it was all, I just remember my buddy who I watched it with was all freaking out. It's like, Oh, it's Brendan Lee, and then he died, and all this stuff, and I'm like, and all the stuff around it, and I was like, okay, I still don't understand exactly yeah. what happened that I just watched. Right. But, yeah. um, and I will say that I think one of my two Tom Hanks exception movies, Saving Private Ryan, should have been the, uh, the final cut, because that movie is an epically amazing right. film. It really is. Never saw it. I through the first four minutes, it was too emotional for me. I I remember walking out of the theater. I don't do war movies. I haven't seen any movies ever. Seeing veterans crying as they were walking out of the theater, like from seeing that, like that movie was insane. Like it was, it was such such a good movie. But we should get into the bracket. But enough talk about what isn't in there. Let's start to get into what is in there, because there's plenty on here that we can talk about and discuss. Yes. Before we do that, I just want to say, clearly Mark isn't here, but he is inside of me, and I know I know what he would pick. So, is he ball deep in you, or that was kind of inside of him? You did eat him. A weird thing to say, man. Yeah. He's, I've, I've, imbo- I, I've, imbo- I've, I've embodied him. I won't, tell you how I, took, I won't tell you how I took his essence today, but I took his essence... It, it involved it involved an alley and a garden hose, but we uh, and that's a South Park reference for anybody who's uh, not seen that episode of South Park. But uh, I know I know what his picks are, so at least for the first round. And then you know if I need to, I'll try to channel him. I have a Ouija board set up next to me, and I'll try to channel him in order to get his his picks for the next round. All right, but someone has to be designated that like when it would be Mark's turn, like someone's got to hit random on Wikipedia. And just find a random Wikipedia page and just read a read a sentence. <laughs> I vote for you, Pete. I will miss his. Yeah, uh, I, 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 yeah, I think I think we could just suffice to just go like Wapner's on Wapner's <laughs> on, and then just sort of like fade out. I think that'll that'll cover that. Oh, yeah, it won't be the same, but we'll make sure we get his his voice in there. So, should we get started, gang? Yes. Alright. Good job. Alright, so the first one here, and I'm assuming these are random seeds, right? Nope. They are seeded based nope. upon our votes. Okay. So the so the, there, there were four that were unanimous. 
those are those were at the top, and then we have six, and then as in the groups, they're out there. They were put in alphabetically within the groups of, of numbered votes. Gotcha. Okay. I'm glad. That, I'm glad that we're starting to really refine the uh, the state, the uh, the, cho- the choosing, and the, the seating priorities. All right. So number one up there is Austin Power for his International Man of Mystery, going up against the 64 point, which was the uh, tiebreaker winner of the uh, of three votes. I I want to. I just want to take. I, I know how this is going to go, but I want to take a moment to acknowledge. The beauty of Point Break, okay? Point Break is a fucking piece of shit movie. It's awful. But it is it is so awful that it's good. And it's the best kind of Keanu Reeves acting, right? Keanu Reeves is not a shitty actor. He acts as well as he needs to for the part. He embodies everything about what I believed in college. You study for the B and you hope for the A. <laughs> and that's what he does. He, I don't he, know if I can ever look at his body more the same way again. You're blowing my mind. Keep going. He, <laughs> he does just a good enough job for you to believe his role. Think about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. He put in like... Amazing. He, it's a, he's amazing in it, but I guarantee he put in about, I don't know, 25% of the effort that he could have. But that's what the role needed. In this one, he, put, he probably put in, I would say, roughly 65% of the effort needed. And it was perfect. It was amazing. He, he breezed through his, his role. You believed that he could possibly be an FBI agent? Like, kind of, maybe? It, it, was, it was awesome. I, I love it. So there's I, surfing. So I, there's fucking... There's, there's bank Johnny robberies and shit. Yeah. Somebody jumps no out of a... Got him. And, and he's not coming back, man. Yeah. You got three last chili peppers? Oh, and yeah. Got way up in there. So... I think is there anything on a movie where you think he's operating at 100%? I'm just curious. No! No! That's why he's fucking yeah, brilliant! Yes. Uh, so it's going to be hung in the team. More position that we have not fully tapped Keanu's potential. Have, you, have any of you guys ever seen Constantine? I haven't, but I've seen... Yeah. I, I know about it. Okay. The Lake House... The Lake House... Uh, God, fuck, I am rom-coms. Um, I've seen that one like 18 times. I, I know it is. Um... No, Constantine, he's a like, he's like a devil hunt. He's like a demon hunter, and it actually is a really cool movie. Like, it's worth checking out if you're into. I will watch like, that. Uh, dark fantasy kind of stuff like that. It's very cool. Wait, I got. I, I, think, devil I think devil he does a very good job. Devil's Advocate is operating at 100. percent Which one? Devil's Advocate. Oh yeah. Advocate. All right, that is one. He is out. Yeah, he's, but, but that, but he sucks in that movie, and that proves my point. Um, (laughs) but I'm obviously voting for Point Break. I also think that Austin Powers, as much as I think it's hysterical, whenever I try to watch the whole movie, I don't enjoy it as much as when I watch small parts of it. As a whole, that movie is way too much for me. I have never seen Point Break, so I'm going to just save my Austin Powers comments for a future uh, matchup, I think. But I'm both lost about. Steph, how do you feel on this one? Yeah, I, I, I think I've seen Point Break. The only scene I can remember is them jumping out of a plane with the surfboards, I think, and then they're wearing president masks for the robberies. But I, other than that, I have no idea. I saw Austin Powers in the theater. I agree, it is way too much. The, my 
Myers sometimes goes a little too far, but it's the one movie I know like all the way through out of the two, so I gotta go with Austin Powers. Yeah, I'm going with Austin Powers. That was one of my favorite ones. As a young, as a young adolescent, Austin Powers was one of my favorite ones. Ridiculous. What were you? What, what are you picking, Jenny? I um I am an FBI agent. Do you understand? I'm gonna pick Point Break. It's great. Austin Powers is also great, but um Mike Myers is he's one of my favorites. I'm very distracted by the kids right now. I'm sorry. I thought there was Mike a coyote again. Mike Myers is one of my favorites, but it's a it's a movie. It's like a it's like a, a parody. You know, it's a movie based on. It's an already existing plot line with the, you know, international man of mystery. And it's it's quite break for me. All right, Greg. Um, this is a tough first round matchup, to be honest with you. And I know I say that stupid stuff a lot, but um, I've watched Point Break numerous times. I can watch Point Break over and over and over again. I think it's great. You know he's not coming back. Um, in general, um, the, he, Pete always says you gotta do movies that you could relate to. Um, that he, he likes them when you can relate to them. And Jenny has oftentimes told me that the scene in Austin Powers where he is urinating, um, that I remind her of him. Because um, I assume that I have a fairly large, I, I, I assume I have a fairly large bladder, and um, since I have a fairly large bladder, um, I guess that I could go pee for a long period of time, just like my friend Austin Powers. So, in terms of being able to have a long pee. I'm going to vote for Austin Powers because, as I said, it's relatable. Well, excellent. Uh, Every time I have that three-point turn, it turns into a 48-point turn, and that's why I associate with this one. I've reached deep into my loins, and I've channeled Mark's answer, and uh, he also picked Austin Powers. Oh, man. Okay, Austin Powers moving on out of the first oh, round. Johnny, uh, Our second matchup here with the 32 and 33 is Vegas Vacation uh, going up against What About Bob? I don't I don't like this at all. I don't like this. You don't like the matchup? No. I, I'm going to pick What About Bob because I think that Vegas Vacation is not the best one of its group. And it's very good. It's funny, but it kind of it, it hits on the same sort of notes that the majority of the other ones do. Where what about Bob? Bill Murray is a fucking genius. I'm sailing. I'm a sailor. Like <laughs> you hate that character so much, but it's so funny. <laughs> it's so well done. I can't even express how much I like that movie, and it's also underrated. When's the last time you ever heard anyone talk about that movie? Just last week when we watched it with the kids, the kids, the kids, the kids loved it. And it's like, oh, when they pushed him in the water, he, he loved the movie. That's a six-year-old that loved the movie. I think I've seen Vegas Vacation maybe once, and I couldn't remember a damn thing about it. I just, um, 
So I, I'm saying from that it's probably a forgettable movie, although it maybe was so long ago that I can't remember. I've seen What About Bob several times, and actually I'm going to say I'm gonna, I feel the opposite of you, Justin. I think I think what winds up happening is though, even though the character is so irritating. You wind up liking him and hating Richard Dreyfus because he's always yeah. trying away. Even though clearly, right? Like when you think about it objectively, Bill Murray's Bob is way over the line. He's doing things that are completely unacceptable. But you wind up going, yeah, but Richard Dreyfus, you got to show up, man. Like just think that's why they put it on me. And I think when you, I think that it's a sign of a good movie and a well-written one when you're able to flip the characters like that. You said uh, it, but you said it better than I did. I was trying to say what you said. I did a really shitty job at it. I agree with Justin, Vegas Vacation is not the best, in my opinion, Christmas Vacation is the best, um, so even if I didn't like What About Bob, that would eliminate Vegas Vacation for me, but I really do enjoy uh, What About Bob, Bill Murray is excellent, I agree with Pete, you know, you wind up kind of disliking Richard Dreyfuss, so, you know, it's just a a fun movie and the fact that you can see it with your kids. So definitely what about Bob? For me, I gotta yeah. go to Vegas Vacation. Um, I I've seen What About Bob maybe once or twice and I remember a few lines and it's one of those ones I keep meaning to go back to, but Vegas Vacation has had so many reps for me and the char- and the way the characters develop, like I I think it's hysterical. Like, it's, it's the family vacation that I wish had happened to so many of the family vacations that I got to go yeah. on with my family, which I enjoyed. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm, like, now I'm truly grateful for for all those vacations that we went on. But, like, as a kid, sometimes you're not always as perspective. You don't always have the same perspective. And so, like, being able to be, you know, Nick Papa Giorgio, I think is hysterical. The fact that one little fake ID oh, can get this guy to develop a whole separate entity in 36 hours is hysterical. Like, that, that is, the fact that it just happens all so fast, and then oh, the running bit with the cars, I put a thing in, I want a car, I put a thing, put a coin in, I want a car, I want a car, when they're all driving, okay, you drive all these things home, like, I thought that was hysterical. The end of that so, movie is very good. I mean, I mean, I like it, I think it's entertaining, um... So I gotta go with Vegas. What are you thinking, Greg? I love Jimmy. Please. I love I love all the vacation movies a lot. Um, Vegas Vacation is not the best though. Same as, as Justin had said. Um, what about Bob? Is hilarious. Richard Dreyfus slowly going fucking crazier than Bob is outstanding. Um, I have to vote for What About Bob. Yeah, I have to go the same way, and I will say that although I love the ending of that movie, and I love when Papa Giorgio, like, they know him in the place, it, it, it's just so classic Vegas vacation. But in general, um, I think, and I just totally forgot, uh, what about Bob is an absolute classic, classic movie. Um, you do laugh throughout the whole thing. It is a movie you can watch with the whole family as ready, so I'm going to up. I, uh, I threw some tea leaves on the table, as Mark asked me to do, in the, in the fashion he asked me to do, and he also said, what about Bob? So, what about Bob rolls Vegas Vacation 6-1? to one. 
I got to admit, I'm surprised that game steps to the next bracket. I'm surprised it was that dramatic of a of a pressure. I think I have to say right. I think if Vegas Vacation were a standalone film and not part of that franchise, I think that it would get more love. Okay, I got you on that. All right, so our next matchup, number three, is the Sandlot going up against Seven, and you cannot have two more different types of movies out there. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Like these. These are two way, way, way different movies, and they hit totally different notes. But um, I gotta like, I like Seven. It's it's a really dramatic and gritty film, and it's 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 tough. It's it's a tough watch sometimes. It really is. Like that, it is a tough watch. You know, but the Sandlot is like pure. Is like. Apple pie, pure Americana goodness, wholesome things, and it's it's the it's total fifty suburbia to the max. And as a little as a young kid that played a lot of baseball, like Sandlot's awesome, and I have to vote with Sandlot. The characters in there are amazing. You relate and love all the characters so rapidly, and and just, you can understand where all those characters are coming from right away. I, I, I love the Sandlot. I gotta vote for it. I, um, I agree with you. The, the fact that there's such a big difference in the themes of these two make them hard to compare. Um, mm-hmm. you know, one has a decapitated head in a box, and the other one has uh, a blind neighbor as the villain. So, like, you know, it's... Uh, the dog's the villain, not the guy. Well, the right, dog's right, the dog. Right. Welcome, James Earl Jones. It's 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 oh, Hercules. Oh, Hercules, there. He won't hurt nobody. It's hard to pick, so I'm I'm gonna and I'm I have to be honest. I'm not super attached to either one of these movies, but I would I'm gonna pick the one that I would I would prefer to watch again and again, and it's gonna be The Sandlot. Um, I think Seven's an amazing movie that when you watch it the first time. I don't want to watch it again. Not because of, of anything wrong with it. I just I've seen the twists. I've seen everything. It's like the Sixth Sense. I don't want to watch that shit again. Um, so it, it's going to be Sandlot. Yeah, I've never seen Seven, so I'm voting for the Sandlot. Yeah, Sandlot brings you back to your childhood, playing a pickup game of baseball with your friends and stuff like that. Um, I'm definitely going Sandlot, although. I'm not saying the seven's a bad movie. So, like, as all six of these movies that we've done so far, um, I'm voting against seven that I really like for Sandlot. I'm voting the same way. Um, seven's great, but super disturbing. And I'm not like, ooh, let's watch that. Like, Sandlot's a good pick-me-up. Like, it's a, it's a cute movie, another one that you can watch with the kids, and it's just, it's just good old American fun. Seven's hard to watch and disturbing. I've seen it more than once, but each time was kind of like, you know, watching it through, like, my fingers, you know, split across my eyes, like, oh, I can't, oh, I know what's coming. So I'm going with Sandlot. It's sometimes worse than you know what's coming. Yeah. How about you, Steph? Each movie has ubiquitous, ubiquitous lines that I hear over and over, you know, you're killing me small balls, and then what's in the box? 
box? What's in the box? Um, I enjoy both. Um, I really like baseball, but I feel like the movie is geared more towards little boys. Um, I'm kind of disturbing. Um, I know I'm not supposed to say this, but Kevin Spacey is amazing. Like, you really believe that he could be this serial killer. Um, and, you know, who doesn't want to see Gwyneth Paltrow's head in the box? So, I, I have to go with Stephen. I feel like Steph just spoiled all of Seven. She definitely did. You don't have to watch it anymore. You really don't need to watch it anymore. Um, so wait a minute. It's Kevin Spacey again? Yeah. yeah. He, he, every time, there's like a movie with a mystery in it, and Kevin Spacey's in it. It turns out to Kevin Spacey, and I get it wrong for me before I can watch it. And he's in pop up, so. And also Morgan Freeman. How did you know to Morgan Freeman? I know. I mean, James Earl Jones is great, too, but he was, like, so the Ouija board move, and I'm pretty sure Mark has told me to go fuck myself. I'm going to assume that he was picking the Sandlot. <laughs> okay. There we go. Sandlot moving on past seven. The next matchup, we have the Truman Show going up against Mr. Holland's Opus. This is absolutely, oh. without question, soul-crushing. Mr. Yeah, Holland's yeah, Opus like is, I, I think, is Richard Dreyfuss's, like, finest movie. And that's saying something, considering Jaws is my numero uno favorite movie, and my favorite character right. in there is Hooper. Um, it, it, Mr. Holland's Opus is, a, is one of the most feel-good movies you can possibly ever watch. You can't watch it without crying. If you watch a movie without crying, then you are literally Kevin Spacey. Um, it... It, uh, it, I can't... But on the other hand, with, with, with the Truman Show, on the other hand, imagine society did that to you. That's cruel, man. It's a cruel I know. Yeah. I'm not cruel. saying... Imagine that everybody in the world was just plotting against you to fuck with you, and you were the only one who wasn't in on the fucking joke. I'm, and I'm not saying... I'm not saying I'm voting for Mr. Holland's Opus. Is, is that an entirely idyllic life was constructed for him. Until it wasn't. Like, how many years of therapy is that? Yeah, I I can't I I can't pick between I can't pick between these two yet. Does that do any of you like? Does any of you not have a soul? I have a hard answer. Yeah, I think Jenny and I both have the same hard answer. Um, Truman Show takes it for me. I I I think I saw Mr. Holland's Opus a long time ago, and I think I enjoyed it. Um, but never enough to have watched it again or not in the last 20 years at least. So um, I am a absolute huge fan of The Truman Show. I think it's really funny. I think it's just a sad situation that this guy gets fucked over by the whole world. Um, and sometimes I think we all think that that's happening to us, that the whole world's just fucking with us. So uh, Truman Show for me. I know. Yeah, I'm not... I'm not... I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Jenny. I've not, I've not seen Mr. Holland's Opus in its entirety, and I certainly haven't seen it in the last, like, you know, 20 years or whatever since it came out. Um, I do love Richard Dreyfuss. I do like a movie that makes me cry, like a good cry, so maybe Ooh. I will watch it. But in the meantime, The Truman Show, I think, was just so well constructed. I love Jim Carrey. It was a little bit of a different 
you know, role for him than we're used to, like, not all, like, the silly, you know, uh, physical comedy stuff, like, I, I love, I love that, too. Yeah, but it was, like, nomination. Yeah, Truman Show for me. I actually saw the Truman Show in the theater twice. I loved it that much. Um, but, like, going to Mr. Holland's Opus, I love musicals. So it really spoke to me. I love how they start when he's young and go through his whole life until he retires. The only thing that kind of put me off in the movie is that they um, kind of make Richard Dreyfuss a pedophile. And like he has an affair with one of his high school students. So that a little creepy because Richard Dreyfuss like, was in his 60s or 70s when he made it. He was playing in the 40s. So that kind of put me off of that. Um, so that kind of put Truman Show over the edge for me. I got to say, for this, these two, like this is a really tough matchup. It's either two fantastic movies. Um, the Truman Show, like, to me, was the movie for me, and I think a lot of people that showed, like you said, Jim, uh, Jim Carrey's actual acting chops, not just being a crazy guy on screen. And so I really respected that, and I thought it was amazingly well done. I thought the whole cast was good. Um, I've watched it, all, seen it numerous, numerous times, and I really, really appreciated it. Um, Mr. Holland's Opus, I remember seeing in the theater. Um, saw it in the Stony Brook Lowe's before it got renovated. And I remember my aunt was with me, and this was the first, and this was, and I mean, shit, I was uh, 14, I think, when I saw this movie. And this was the first movie, and it made me cry at 14. And I was like, oh my god, what's happening? I'm like, why, why, am I, why are my eyes doing this? What's happening here? I don't cry, I'm a love guy. Um, you know, that was the, the, the feeling of how one person can affect so many lives is present in both of these. Um, and, you know, so the Truman Show, I think, it hits a lot, and both these movies hit different now. Like, the Truman Show, when you look at it, and, like, the way, like, all the people follow it and the way that it's connected with people, it's a lot different now in this society where we follow all these crazy people and, you know, you can become an internet celebrity for one little thing and, but next thing you know, a million people are listening to what you're saying. Um, but Mr. Holland's Opus is more of that like classic idea of you know the one teacher that can hit, that can interact with so many students over the years and really affect people. And that was one of the things that made me. It really was one of those ones that like made me really start to think about like, hey, teaching might be a really cool profession, and it was something that I wanted to do. Um, so it's really difficult for me to come this one. Um, I guess in the end. Um, I've got to go with the rewatchability factor, and for me, the Truman Show has that over Mr. Holland's Opus. But I gotta say, in retrospect, just thinking about it, the concept of Mr. Holland's Opus, like, and what he's doing on the inside, it's completely different now as a parent of like all the dealing with the uh, a son with disabilities and stuff like that. Like, whew, I'm, get, I'm, get, I'm getting all I'm getting the vapors just think about like. How different that is, and how difficult that is already. But my vote will be for the Truman Show. But Mr. Holland's Opus, anybody listening, if you haven't seen it yet, go, go watch it. It's it's worth watching. Absolutely. What do you got, Pete? We're already four votes for the Truman Show, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a shame. Uh, but it, it's, it, des- it deserves it because it, it's a good I haven't, it's at a little bit of a disadvantage for me because I've seen Mr. Holland's Opus relatively recently again, but I haven't seen the Truman Show in a while. So here's my recollection. You guys can argue if I'm wrong. The, the Truman Show, I feel like when you look at the portrait of Mr. Holland's life, you're, you're getting a very complex character, and you're getting someone who's got some very good qualities and some very bad qualities. And you're seeing what I feel is a very realistic picture of someone going through their life and affecting the people around them in only the way he could, and, and, and the greater effect of that. Where I feel like the Truman Show is completely the opposite of that. You're dealing with with a real person who I don't remember him like being well-defined in a lot of other in a lot of ways because he couldn't because of the situation that in a, in a completely fantastic situation that is never going to happen, probably. I mean, I think Kevin makes a good point. It's more likely that it could happen now than it could have happened when the uh, when the movie was first released. Um, I think they're both incredibly poignant movies. I think they both raise a lot of questions. Um, but for just the, the emotion involved, the complexity of the character, how well such a simple concept was written out, um, to hold my attention, I, I would go with Mr. Hollis. I want to say that I'm, I'm uncomfortable because Pete uh, made a really like cognizant and salient point there, and it wasn't arbitrary at all. I feel weird about it. It hurt. Um, so, Mark... Billy Madison is coming up next, so don't worry. Yeah. Ma- Mar- <laughs> There's somebody spelled Truman Show in blood on the wall. I'm pretty sure it's Mark. Um, I am also going to go with Mr. Holland's Opus, though, because... It, uh, I agree with Pete and everything he said. It was perfectly said. I, I, I have more of an emotional attachment to what happens in Mr. Holland's Opus, although I appreciate the concept of what happens in the Truman Show quite a bit. So we have um, the Truman Show 5-2 to two winning. The Truman Show, it, it doesn't... And I, I think it can be more broadly applicable to any situation where someone's living a life that hasn't been chosen Right, and, and in that respect, it doesn't have to be fantastical, which is it. But it's still so it relates to a lot of people. But I um, in a lot of situations. But it, this is a close one. That was a close one. Yeah, I, I, I think the uh, the vote doesn't uh, so that reflect how close it was. I think I'll, I think in a lot of our uh, a lot of us it was, it was very close. So the next matchup is much lighter. In fact, I gotta say. We've had, we've had a couple of heavy ones in, in a row here. We had seven in Truman Show and Holland's Open. Now we've got Billy Madison and The Matrix. All the cool kids pee their I mean, pants. <laughs> so, I mean, Billy Madison's hysterical. It, I don't, like, I get it's infantile. I get it's, it, there's stupid humor in it. But man, it is hysterical. And this was one of those ones that hit like right at the right time. I think I saw it probably like eighth grade or ninth grade or something like that, and it was like perfect, like dumb, you know, hurt done, early teen boys. Like this is what it is. Let's be insane. It's, it, it's so funny, and I mean, I remember having uh, Adam Sandler's like comedy CDs, you know, and listening to, like, the different characters that he did. And now, since then, being able to watch the movies that he's developed for each of the characters from those CDs back in the day, I think is really interesting. But, I mean, this one really, I, I feel really put, uh, you know, 
him on the map as far as a movie person, uh, not just the uh, the funny SNL guy. So, it, I mean, and The Matrix, whew, I mean, this was the, the first movie for me that the twist just blew my mind. And I remember riding my bike to the movie theater to go see this one with my buddy. And, like, we left and we were just like, you know, you come out of the theater and you know how you come out of the theater and, like, if it's a date movie and everything's really bright, you're like, what's going on? What's happening? You know? Are you guys understand what I'm talking about? You oh, get yeah. that feeling? Yeah. yeah. Imagine the feeling, like, after first watching The Matrix and having your mind destroyed and then walking out to that bright sunlight. We're like, dude, what is happening? Where are we? What world do we live in, bro? Like, it's a lot. Oh, these are really, really, the, like, the central movies in my upbringing. So I, I got to work on this one a little bit. Yeah, I, I I have a definitive answer. Yeah. Um, thinking of the Matrix actually makes me think of another movie that's similar uh, called The Thirteenth Floor. I don't know if anybody's ever seen that. Um, and I like The Thirteenth Floor much better than I like The Matrix. The Matrix just never really resonated with me. The sequels I thought were terrible. Um, I thought it was just very slow and long, and I like. Not that I didn't oh, get so it, but it just... The sequels are horrendous. Yeah. But, the sequels um, are so, so bad. Yeah, and I don't know if they're, they're making a new one, they're rebooting it, something. I'm like, don't even bother. Like, just stick with John Wick. <laughs> You're doing better for that. But, um, Adam Sandler has a special place in my heart because uh, my favorite Hollywood movie of all time is Mixed And Adam Sandler's character in that is hysterical. Um, so it's funny because the Jim Carrey equivalents of um, Adam Sandler movies, like Dumb and Dumber, like I hate those. But I really like Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison. And I think Billy Madison has heart. It's not just trying to go for the easy laugh. Like Justin said, you know, all oh, the cool kids pee their pants. And he falls in love with the future. So I just think that it's more than just trying to get a cheap laugh. So I don't feel like that. So. Oh, one for Josh Tiny. So I, 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 I don't. I love. I love. Conditioner is better. It makes your hair feel smart. Shut up, Swan. Stop looking at me. Stop looking at me, Swan. <laughs> Adam Sandler movies for me are generally not like high up on my list and actually for for a little bit when I was thinking of Billy Madison versus The Matrix I was thinking of Happy Gilmore instead of um, Billy Madison and I had to kind of kind of switch gears there um, I don't recall I, for some reason like yeah Adam Sandler movies like I like them they're funny I like Adam Sandler but they're never ever on my top list of like let's watch this again the Matrix, on the other hand, again, I come back to my old standby for making decisions. It's, I think it's seeped into the culture and into the parlance a lot more um, and is a more kind of culturally significant movie. And oh, I just... Like, so uh, I'm going to vote for The Matrix. I'm going right. to do the opposite of what I usually do because I, I feel like I would usually pick a movie that I would want to watch. If I was flipping through the channels... I would probably stop at Billy Madison before I stopped at The Matrix, 
just because I you can usually enjoy just that Adam Sandler laugh, like Adam Sandler, Jenny and I both way before we were even dating back in high school went to see Green Day when Green Day was nothing, and Green Day and Adam Sandler were the, the opening acts for the Flaming Lips. Flaming Lips. That's how long ago that yeah. was. Uh, yeah, Flaming Lips was. Flaming Lips was the headline. And Green Day and Adam Sandler were and it was right when Adam Sandler's Thanksgiving song came out like the first time. And that was, that was a cool show. It was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. And um, in general, like I, I, I love Adam Sandler movie, but it it just doesn't compare to what Matrix makes you question in life. Uh, the first time you see the Matrix and you walk. You, you look out, or you, or you, you finish the movie in general, and it's just like definitely something more going on in this world. It, it makes you just questioning existence in general. So I'm going Matrix. Uh, this is difficult for me because I agree with um, my lovely wife in terms of Billy Madison being one of those Adam Sandler movies that really like makes you kind of smile and laugh rather than just laugh really hysterically as he punches. Uh, um, the Price is Right host in the face. But, uh, The Matrix, though... Bitch! Uh, I have to pick the... You had to bitch! Getting Bob Barker to say that is hysterical. The, uh... The Matrix, though, is one of the first movies that I saw, and I, I have to be honest, when it comes to movies... I watched movies, but I never really looked at them as, as quote-unquote art until I saw The Matrix. And it wasn't, it's not because The Matrix is, like, that amazing. It's more just, it, it sort of solidified the idea that you could put something, some very far-off idea into a movie and, and communicate it potentially better than just explaining it. Um, also, I want to point out, again, Keanu Reeves kills it as Neo. And he puts in the minimum amount of effort to do so. And he's amazing. I love... I, I, I can't... On top of that, if anyone doesn't know, he's apparently the nicest guy in the face of the fucking earth. He's supposed to be, I like, the nicest that. dude ever. Um, I would leave him for him in a heartbeat. Even if he's not, he's got a great guy doing PR for him on his, on his Twitter. Plus, <laughs> plus, that motherfucker knows Kung Fu. So we're definitely going for the Matrix. I do Kung Fu. I am... I, am, I yeah. thought the Matrix was weird. It's not my genre. I couldn't really get into it. Um, I love everything Adam Sandler, although I don't think Billy Madison is his best movie. I would vote for it over The Matrix, so Billy Madison. Billy Madison is, is great. It's Like I said, it's quintessential, early Adam Sandler. It's really hysterical. Um, but The Matrix just, like, fucked my mind. And I've watched Billy Madison a million times. And I've watched The Matrix a handful of times. And, I, I mean, but you can really watch it. It's, but you don't need to rewatch The Matrix every every time it's on. You can watch it every couple of years and let it hit a little differently. And I think that's really, like, the, the, the impressive part about it. So, for the sake of it being a better film, a better movie... I'm going to go with The Matrix um, for my vote. I love Billy Madison, but I'm going to go with The Matrix. I think it's a better movie. 
if we're trying to figure out what the best movie of the 90s is, I think The Matrix is good, has a better shot there. Pete. So, um, Justin, did you go, uh, you know, check the entrails of the cave crickets to find out what Mark said? Yeah, I, I got up and um, I did a really quick goat slaughter. And based upon how everything laid out, um, Mark is going with the Matrix. So that's so I that, think that, the Matrix is moving on here. Yes, the Matrix. Uh, the Matrix takes care of it. Okay. So again, in that matchup, we had you know two different genres, and I think finally we've got. I think here again we've got two that hit the same kind of light note in. Uh, in entertainment, we've got the Kevin Smith classic of Mallrats going up against Encino Man. I, the, I have uh, <laughs> with Paulie Shore, man. All day long, baby. I have, I have, I have and super and like an infant Brendan Fraser. I have super strong feelings about yeah. this. I think that '90s Paulie Shore should literally be set on fire. I cannot stand Paulie Shore from the 90s. the only version of Paulie Shore. I hate... Even Jerry Duty? Come on. I cannot stand it. It's so... Sudden, listen, Son-in-Law son -in -law is way worse than this. No. No. And, and listen, Kevin Smith is the man. Kevin Smith makes amazing movies. He's a great dude. Mallrats is a phenomenal movie, though second to Clark's for me. Though we'll find we'll talk about that later. Um, Mallrats over in Sino Man, running away all day, every day. It's not even close. This is I, I love Encino Man. I love Encino Man. This is um, this is a movie that I have watched since I was like eight years old. Sean Astin, man. Yes. Sean Astin. Right. Oh, but, 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 but Mallrats. When I went to college, my freshman year of college, I had like the VHS, you know. And that was on repeat for like the first, I guess, my whole freshman year, possibly snuck into sophomore year. Just think um, about the beginning of Walrats with this Gun song coming Over on. and over. I have to vote for Walrats as much as I, I love Pauly Shore and I love Sean Astin and anything he's ever done, but um, it's more hilarious. Well, like you can't, he's like, I'm going to have a lunch and a soda. It's just goddamn tell what everyone's talking about. Can't see the Mallrats. It's just... It's not a guy. It's on the escalator. I don't want to get caught in a bloodbath in Sue's. Damn kids on the escalator. He's a good guy today. Phyllis was Coke. No ice. Like, all day long. Mallrats. Mallrats. Mall 
Jasonly, sorry, I said Brendan Lee, did I? Yeah. He can always Jasonly. You stink, Palmer. Yeah. Wash and wash as many times as you want. That sense never gonna go away. It's not just stuck in the hand of ugly shit. Small yeah. place to pay the smiting of one's enemies. I, I okay. feel like I feel like Pete's gonna feel really lonely voting for Encino Man here. Why that is why This is easy for me because I've never seen more rats. I got no idea what the fuck y'all are talking about. So <laughs> No wheezing the juice! <laughs> um, so here's here's here, so who like I want for I want to hear Kevin tell me who he thinks Mark voted for. Oh, so here's the problem with with Mark. I love Mark. Every once in a while, he comes out with shit that is, that is absolutely off the wall. And so, well, I. But I would want him to vote for Mall Rats. I could see him having some Piccadillo with with one random character that's only in the scene for like thirty seconds, or the fact that he didn't like that it was a magic eye store and it was supposed to be like a special eye store or whatever it is, and voting for Encino Man just on that. He he did go. go so ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Mark picked the scene, even though I wanted to pick Mall Rats. He did. He actually picked Mall Rats. He, you I know, agree. I he 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 welled it, it, it welled up within my okay. being, and uh, I was able I was able to channel him, and it was Mall Rats. So he did the right thing. But I, I you know what's funny? If you would have asked me that question, Kevin, I would have had the exact same answer as you. So, um, Mark, while you're listening while you're listening back while you're listening back to this, uh, you're a fucked up person. Oh boy, Steph's gonna get on a soapbox right now. Alright, I want, Steph, I want you to hold out Jake over the edge of the couch while you do this, otherwise you're not allowed to take the Lion King. So, so, Steph, you, you definitely think Lion King is better than, um, better, so, better, better than Empire Records, right? I introduced the movies and then I think we'll talk. So this matchup is going to be Empire record going up oh, against. Let me tell you, when we were going through picking all the movies that were going to be in this book, so I did not think any animated movies should be included in this list. I thought we should do a whole animated movie bracket because it's not fair to compare the animated movies to all these other live action movies. So let me put that right there. I, saying, I, just, I, agree. I agree. Lion King should not even be on the list for. I tried to get change it. But um, I actually saw Lion King in the theater as part of the theater with Angels in the Outfield. So I'd rather see Angels in the Outfield on this one. But um, let me tell you, Empire Records is my Back to the Future. Like, I think it's the movie of the 90s. The music and all of the stars, the future stars that were in it. Liv Tyler, Renee Zellweger, um... It just there, Jonathan Napolia, Debbie Mazar, Maxwell Caulfield. I mean, right? Come on, it's sexy Rexy time. Um, yes, uh, Robin Tunney, um, Ethan Embry. The just the list goes on and on and on. Um, I forget. Yeah, Liv Tyler's love interest was also the love interest in Bye Bye Love. Can't remember his name. 
Mm-hmm. But um, everything about Empire Records, like you talk about rewatchability. Like if I had one movie that I had to watch every single day, it would be Empire Records. I mean, wow. the, the the acting is kind of eh. The dialogue is kind of eh, but I mean the music and just the like a theme like, of it, like they, they just want to save the yeah. record store. It just, like, it's such a great movie. It's right. Yeah. So, but yeah, Lion King is great. Got all those actors. It's the one that's running Broadway show now, but I, you know, it's like eh, it's not my favorite Disney movie, but you know, Empire Records wins the whole thing for me. I just I just right. want I just want to say that I, I wish yeah, that Steph was this I wish that Steph was this passionate about me in any way, shape, or form. Um <laughs> so uh, uh you need to look more like apparently. Um I I I don't really give a fuck about either one of these movies, like even a little bit. Um The Lion King is amazing. I can't you can't shit on The Lion King. It's just I don't I'm not that attached yeah. to it. It's it's a great movie. I think that everyone should see it. It annoys me that they rebooted it. Um the I'm, I'm I guess the one on Broadway's What's that? It was pretty good. good. We saw it in the theater. Oh, cool. Really well, good. I'm glad well, I'm glad they did that at least. I annoys me that when they when they do anything like that when they they take something that's especially animated. Like why the fuck do you have to redo redo an animated movie? The shit is drawn. Like what the fuck? Um, but I'm going to pick Empire Records because I'd rather watch that right now than The Lion King. The Lion King story is, like, super obvious. It's it's literally, quite literally written for children. Um. It's a fellow for children. Right, exactly. So, my vote goes for Empire Records. Um, mostly because I hope my wife loves me. (laughs) I vote for Rex Manning Day. Yes. Nice. I um I agree with Steph that we should have done no cartoons on this. Um, but that went, I guess, a little past what we after we set it up. But um, I think that the Lion King. I never saw it until like maybe like three years ago. I'd never seen it. I wow. saw it, love it. Um, but Empire Records, it's a cult classic. It's obviously way way more relatable, you know, to like when you were younger and. There were record stores. Go in the middle of records. People could go out in the public. No, but yeah, always go. Yeah, go on the punk rock. You know, and even buying vinyl well into the you know nineties was cool. Um, I'm going Empire Records. Yeah, I'm going Empire Records. So, I I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of reiterate what everybody has just said. I think Lion King is amazing. Um, I actually got a really cool chance uh, when I was young to go see it at Radio City Music Hall, like being blasted up on this giant fucking screen, like an IMAX size screen, and the set and the music to the uh, thing being played by a symphony orchestra. Which oh wow. Was really wow. cool. Like and um and then in the like the lower lobby, like the in there, they had a whole um display, a whole museum display set up of like about all the artwork and the how they made the movie and all the stuff, and it was really cool. And it was one of the first times that I remember being like, "Oh, yeah, like work goes into making movies, and this is really cool. Like this is impressive. Like they don't just magically appear." <laughs> um, but I got it. But Empire Records is uh, again, it's it's one of those ones that like I, I found it as an early, uh, you know, as an early teen, and it was just like 
it was it was everything that you hoped being a uh, you know a, a real teenager you know being a high school kid or after college right after high school kid would be um, and um, Liv Tyler especially after the uh, the crazy music video did you uh, it made a young Kevin feel a certain way and uh, that was impressive and uh, to have her in this movie again was a uh, was very very it's very special to me. All right, uh, Pete. Uh, something tells me you give no fucks about this. <laughs> Actually, that that's untrue. The problem is, I, I, I've been trying to surf the internet to find some way, some absurd way to deal with the problem I have, which is this: uh, I've never seen Empire Records, so if I'm going to be consistent, that means I have to vote for the Lion. But that's friggin' boring. Because here's the problem: I hate the Lion. I hate everything about the Lion King. I hate, I hate Simba, really? I hate the character, I think the story is contrived, like, all of the songs, all of the songs, like, I started by, like, seeing if, like, I could find something pithy, like, Gene Sisko reviewed it and said, the story has a young cub treading along the circle of life and counting a dippy female playmate and a couple of cut-ups, a one hog and a wise egg and cat who divert our attention from the flimsiness of the yarn. But the cub is a boar, and what's missing is a more fully developed portrait of African animal life. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's funny, but that's all I've got. And, and I more or less agree with it. Hey. And the animators well, have been on, on the other hand, reviews of uh, Empire Records said that basically it's a soundtrack in search of a movie and just a, a script written to, to try to sell try to sell music, which I don't like that. So then I got to look at the cast, and rather than go on a whole long-winded thing about the cast, I, I grudgingly have to vote for Jeremy Irons, because he's Jeremy frigging Irons. So I have to vote for the line. I well, don't like you. As per, as per usual, you're totally fucking meaningless, so that's fine. I'm glad you went all that way for <laughs> no reason whatsoever. It makes me really happy. Um... See, I was thinking about this so hard, I wasn't listening to anything, and I had no idea where the vote was. What's yeah. the vote? Did anyone you, vote for Lion King? Just you. Um, just Mark. Saying. Mark also. Mark. Mark. Mark also went Empire. Empire Records. I looked in my um, in the Looking Glass, and that's what came back to me. So it's Empire Records. Six to Very one. Nice. Six, six, right. six to one. We've saved the Empire so far, but let's see what happens when they go up against the winner of this matchup of Jurassic Park. Versus Fight Club. Okay. So I forgot to tell you this before we started. Uh, and I was listing all the movies on this that I have not seen. I also have not seen Fight Club. <laughs> Shame. Wow. Wow. So are you just. You have something against Brad Pitt? Is that what it is? If that's what it is, no. I'll just say it will be okay. okay with it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm good with Brad Pitt. Um, I, just, I just haven't seen Fight Club. I have nothing against Ed Norton. I just haven't seen. I know they're in Ed Norton. I'm pretty sure I know how it ends. Um, but I haven't seen it. On the other hand, Jurassic Park has enormous freaking dinosaurs and uh, and Newman from Seinfeld, so I'm voting for Jurassic Park. Okay. Um, I just a second. I don't want to hear this, but um, I had stayed at an ex-boyfriend's house while he was out of town, and he did not have his cable hooked up, and he only had three DVDs, so I had to watch Fight Club. For 48 straight hours was the only thing that I really was interested in watching, besides um, some CIA movie. 
So I think it is amazing. My college roommate, who's one of my dear friends, her name was Marla, and I had never known anyone named Marla aside from A League of Their Own. So Jurassic Park, I really couldn't care less about. It never really struck me when I was a kid. You know, looking at the effects today, it's pure garbage. It was at the very beginning. Oh, you shut no. Yeah, oh, you shut your fucking mouth. mouth. Shut your mouth. The practical yeah, effects of that hold up well, so good. And it is <laughs> so good they hold up. Why? Because they built a giant fucking dinosaur that actually All right, but I, The rest of the park is incredible. And you back the room. Yeah, so yeah, Meatloaf Meatloaf plays a character Meatloaf plays a character called Bitch Tits. Because as as he does. <laughs> so I have to, so I wanna I wanna clarify one thing. The way that Steph worded that sentence, it sounded like she stayed at an ex boyfriend's house while I was out of town. That's not true. I was gonna ask and I was yeah. like last week yeah. or something. The boyfriend no. was out of town. The boyfriend was out of town. <laughs> it was, it was, and it was it was seventeen years ago. It was before I met Steph. Uh, yeah. Second of all, <laughs> second of all, once again, Steph doesn't Steph doesn't know me at all because I do like Jurassic Park. However, I like the book. I've read I've read Michael Crichton book, with the exception of one or two, they're fucking amazing. Jurassic Park is a great movie, and Steph is also wrong because the 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 effects, especially for the time, were out of control. Amazing. I saw the I saw that movie with yeah. my mother at the Holbrook Drive-In, and it was intense. It was unfortunately they left out like the sixteen plots. It was the first book that I read, and then saw the movie of the book that I read. And of course, just like anybody who reads a lot of books, the second you watch the movie, you go, "They left out all of these storylines." You know, you, 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 the movie should have been five and a half hours to capture how much I love it. So I don't actually love the movie Jurassic Park that much. I do, however, really like Fight Club. I think it's really well done. It has a point. It's it's got intense moments that you don't see in anything else. It's got it's got basically everything I think a really good movie needs. It makes you uncomfortable. Um, Fight Club is tremendous. I'm 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 voting for Fight Club. Okay. So. Um, I, I agree with, with the, like, Jurassic Park. I think is incredible. Um, Justin, similar to you, I'm a big fan of Michael. I'm a big fan of Michael Crichton. Uh, unfortunately, most of the books that got made from movies, the movies were not really good representations of the book. I actually thought Jurassic Park, like as far like I know they trimmed a lot of the side storylines, but I thought that actually was a pretty good follow to the book. Like it wasn't a, it, like in retrospect. It was a pretty good adaptation. That's just my opinion. Way better than Spear or Congo. Oh my god, like, Spear was brutal. Were, 
but those were terrible adaptations. But that's a different conversation. Stephanie, as I already yelled at you and told you you're wrong, and I'm going to tell you again, like the the effects, especially for the dinosaurs and things like that, are incredible. I think they look amazing. I think they hold up well. Even on HD TVs, they still look great. You turn that on, you go and load it up on you know, on the UHD TV. It looks great still. Like it's they're so so incredible. Fight Club, the story is insane. It's what is a mind fuck. Like like very few others that I ever read. That's one of those ones where I think that the book, where like again the book is a little bit different, but I thought it was an okay adaptation. But to me, the thing that loses me with Fight Club is the tool, how it upsets me. All the tool bags that adapted that adopted it as this like credo, and they fucked it up for me. You know, I just feel like too many in college. There were too many d bags that were like, "This is what Fight Club's about. And this is what it's all is." And da da da. And I'm like, "You guys, like, you're putting a lot of stock into this. You're going way too much into this." Um, I gotta go with Jurassic Park over Fight Club. It's just a per- it's a perennial favorite for me. I always like Jurassic Park. Team Kelly, I don't think we've heard from you on this one. I don't have a personal attachment to either movie. Um, Fight Club was weird. It was way well. Let's never mind. It was weird, but I can get past it. It was way too long. It was long, and like I thought it was over, and then there was like still another hour left of that movie. But Jurassic Park is like, I don't know, a movie about dinosaurs. I'm going to have to go with Fight Club, because it was a very well-done movie, but it was way too long. I think it was getting, like, downplayed it because it was about dinosaurs. Like, first of all, it was like a, it was a movie that was about dinosaurs. Like, that, 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 that's, that's a positive about it. Dinosaurs are cool. Exactly, bro. It was, it, it was a scary movie. It was dinosaurs. At the time, I agree that... I, I felt like the visuals were really good for the time, um, but it does not compare to the storyline of what Fight Club is. Um, does anyone know any like the rules of Fight Club? Does any have you guys ever heard of the rules? I've no. heard, but I'm not allowed to tell you about them. Yeah. Oh. Don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. So um, that's what I'm voting for. So, all right, Kev, I'm gonna I'm gonna toss it up to you. What, what do you what do you what do you think uh, what do you think uh, Mark is telling me right now? Mark's gonna say Jurassic Park. I can feel him being frustrated yeah. with the idiots about Fight Club. Yeah. Jurassic Park all the way. I can't I can't I can't tell you why, but I can tell you that he has uh, vi- vibrated my sphincter and told me that Jurassic Park is the move. Yeah. <laughs> but. Fight Club, thank Jesus Christ, moves on because I thought Greg was going to vote Jurassic Park, and I was going to literally have to leave and drive to his house and beat him to death with Brian Braswell's brisket. <laughs> That's not a euphemism. All right. This next matchup. Not a euphemism. I think are two are, are two funny movies with two very different kinds of funny. You've got my cousin Vinny going up against Tommy Boy. So if I'm here, not right here, right here. And my file project is ticking like this. I swear, I do not need this right now. I got a judge that's just aching to find me. 
slaughtered pigs, giant loud whistles. I ain't slept in five days. I got no money, a dress code problem, not to mention your biological clock. My life, on marriage, and let me see, can we possibly pile up any more shit onto the top of this case? Is it possible? <laughs> So, oh, I, I was wow. just... <laughs> Pete, that was incredible and amazing. Oh, that was so good, Pete. It's Thank funny. You. I it's wish fun everybody could see the video of Pete having a conni of, of doing the conniption <laughs> while he was reciting that. It was so funny. But you've never seen good fellas. <laughs> no. So, it's okay. He's way funnier. Than this right. I, I was yeah. going to say, I was going to say that if yeah. it, I was going to guess that Pete was going to go with his usual, like, which one does he identify more with? And the whole fat man in the little coat scene was going to drag him on over to Tommy Boy? <laughs> <laughs> in, in, all, in all seriousness, of all of the, of the, out of the, the Spade and, and, and all the movies, Tommy Boy is my favorite. I think it's a really, I think it's a really good movie. And I'm not happy that these two are up against each other, but My Cousin Vinny is like one of my favorite comedies of, of all time. Which is fucking just, hilarious, because you don't like stereotypical Italian shit. I, it's so great. That, this is stereotypical Italian shit, but it's not based at all on the mafia stereotype. Okay, alright. That's You're being specific. My father was a mechanic. My father was a mechanic. I was a mechanic. Three knuckles on my father's side. Pause attraction! Uh, this is May in that movie. So fucking incredible. She is so, she so funny. Yeah. And it fucked so much when she became Aunt May in the most recent Spider-Man movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, because like, now all I'm seeing is Aunt May going like, Oh my god, Uncle Ben right. is dead. What happened? Like, <laughs> <laughs> we, uh... Hold on. You're gonna shoot a deer. Poor little leafy Joe, I will deer. Yeah. You think he's gonna give a shit with the sandwich that you shot yeah. his wearing? Gee, I wonder how we're gonna vote. <laughs> uh, yeah, I gotta be honest. This is this isn't a comparison. My cousin Vinny is an amazing film. I've been it all from the getting that out there now. It's just that yeah. there's there's you can't see anything bad about it. Like you, I, I I've never actually met anyone. Who didn't like the movie? They might not love it. It might not be their favorite movie. But I've never heard someone say, "I don't like my cousin Vinny." Yeah, you know, it, it's right. it's not possible. I watched it like three days ago. We're getting to the side of the bracket though, where you're gonna see me. Uh, I'm gonna say in the next round, get really mad because I'm very <laughs> upset. I'm very very upset because if you ask me coming into the '90s bracket, who the two favorites were in this entire thing. I would so say My Cousin Vinny and Shawshank Redemption. And right. they're right next to each other. And yeah. assuming yeah. you guys aren't assholes and those two movies move on past the first round, that they're going to have to see each other in the second round. Yes, and to good. me, that should be the finals. Yeah. Yeah. That's a side note, so of course you know which way I'm going. Tommy Boy was wonderful. Really great movie. The whole Callahan family, the Callahan company... Um, yeah. I really enjoy Tommy Boy, but it just doesn't compare to what my cousin Vinny is. It, it's one of the best movies ever. Facts. Your father could sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves. Oh, you just got to it before I could, that's all. Tom, <laughs> <laughs> you want wingies. Right. Do that. What did you just do? Yeah. Yo, 
when the deer. Were you watching Spanker Vision? Oh, who's that funny comedian again? Buddy, you whack it. How about how about when the fucking deer goes through the windshield? Housekeeping. My my father my father and I watched that movie probably every day for three months because we were stealing cable, and you know you would just turn on the pay per view channel and it would just keep playing the same movie as if you had bought it, and we just kept watching it. We'd leave it on. My mother couldn't stand it. She like she likes the movie, but she couldn't handle watching it like. Every day, like six times, six times a day. Um, we are. <laughs> I I went over and I looked. At, I looked at the formation of the cave crickets over on the the, the left side of my uh, basement, and it spelled out um, my cousin Vinny. So I think Mark is speaking to me from the beyond, and uh, it's going to be unanimous for my cousin Vinny. Hi. Yeah. Well, you guys didn't fuck that one up. Fuck up the next I, I, I want to reiterate what uh, I think. I think Pete, it's what you said at the beginning. Like, Telling Point is the best Spade and Farley combo movie. Yeah, and it's just a yeah. shame that like it runs up against Mike Cousin Vinny. It is really, really an entertaining movie. I really wish we could, it could make it to the second round somehow yeah. and be against something else. Yeah. Um, because it, it's getting, it's just, it's up against a, a, a titan here. So yeah. yeah. So the next one, we have. Shawshank Redemption going up against Armageddon. And I will say this, and I just want to throw this one thing out. I know it's... Shawshank, to me, is one of those movies that you could put in any best movie bracket. Regardless of decades, regardless of anything. I think you, Shawshank should be I think in any conversation for... Any, like, top, like, top, top best movie like, ever. Like, the AFI, AFI Top 100, like, Shawshank should be there it's a fantastic movie um but you wouldn't trust the list if it was wasn't in the top five of that list you wouldn't even trust yes. the list right no. i'm gonna get divorced from justin um, and lose greg as a friend so right. i'll just start off um <laughs> okay for me it's not one of my favorites i saw armageddon in the theater i absolutely love it all the past um the music you know that's only number one hit of their entire career. I don't want to miss a thing. They were nominated for for it. Again, Liv Tyler, Ben Affleck, Billy Bob Thornton, Jenny, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis is probably Bruce Willis's best role. Even better. What the her. fuck are you I talking know. about, you crazy <laughs> bitch? Just, Holy shit. Oh my god. Oh my good boy. Fucking digging just digging a grave. I'm not gonna watch Shawshank every day. That's too much emotion. So here's here's the problem here's the problem with Armageddon. Armageddon isn't even the best we're gonna blow up a comet to save the world fucking movie. That's the problem. The fact that you know that makes me sad. The fact that you think about Armageddon compared that I didn't know was that apparently that was Aerosmith's only number one hit. That's kinda crazy. Yeah, and here's the deal. I don't I wanna close my eyes. I don't wanna watch the fucking movie. It's terrible. But here's the thing. Ben Affleck's acting is even worse if you just listen to the audience. Okay? 
Like, I can't... We're going to come back to this because a really good movie starring Ben Affleck is further down on this list. And But I can't... I keep trying to give Ben Affleck a try, and I, I can't stand his acting in anything he does. There's, he just has a smartness that he brings to just about every part that I can't stand. And, uh... No, Dogma. I'm talking about Dogma. Yeah, I'm talking about Dogma. I've never seen him talking. Um, but, yeah, I... I I haven't. I've seen Armageddon more times than I've seen Shawshank Redemption, and Shawshank Redemption is really not as fresh in my mind. But I still remember it as being a much more fantastic movie than Armageddon. Um, I, 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 I have no deeper commentary than that, and I hate Ben Affleck. So I, I can't, I can't function in a world where someone in the same house as me, thank God we're not on the same floor, could possibly say that a shallow pile of shit like Armageddon, is anywhere near a movie where you love every character. There's not one character in there that you don't identify with in some way, shape, or form. Whether it's Brooks, or fucking um, uh, Tim Robbins. Whoever you're fucking watching in there, you're like, you're into it. You can quote everything. That that piece of shit um, warden who calls him obtuse. Like... They're up on they're up on top of the uh, the the roof mopping the mopping tar on the roof and the, he talks the the guard into getting them beers like just amazing yep. scenes when they. But wait, 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 Okay. That's fair. Not AFI's list of anything, but I just enjoy it more. A Shawshank is just very emotional and it's very long and drawn out, and like Armageddon, it's just fun. It's fun. I respect that. Like you don't have to think about anything. You just I respect. I respect that. So yeah, see, like I. The rock wall. Do you guys just picture like which rock is the one that has the little thing hidden behind it? There's no earthly reason for being there, man. <laughs> no earthly reason Dude, for being there. It, it's, it's incredible. I've, I've seen that movie so many times. Every time I watch it, it's not that there's a new thing. Because at this point, honestly, I, I, I'm sure that I have gotten every bit of mileage out of that movie I can. And I still want to watch it. It's incredible. Yep. Shawshank Redemption all day, every day. It's one of those movies where every time it's on, and it's often, and it's usually back to back to back, that I'm like, oh, well, shit, nothing's getting done tonight, and that's it, and it's Shawshank, um, over and over a million times. Armageddon, it's not my style of movie, again, not my genre, but I think the Shawshank, also, that I think that movie's the reason why every single time that I see anything that says, like, narrator... I automatically narrate all of it in Morgan Freeman's voice. I translate, like, all of life's narrations into Morgan. Like, I hear him reading it. And I think it's because of that movie, which I love. So I am 100% Shawshank. It may be in the top three best movies ever we, we have a outside of honor or decade. We have a friend who, when it's your birthday, no matter who you are, he puts on your Facebook wall a picture of Morgan Freeman that says, Happy Birthday. And then it says, and now you read that in my voice, and no, it, it's it's a thousand percent. Most of the time, by the way. <laughs> oh, it's you. It's also it's also uh, Chuck. Chuck. 
Okay, yeah. Yeah, he got that for me because I sent it to him. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it, you know what's? It's really funny. Chuck not being original is actually makes sense. Um, but uh, anyway, it, it yeah, it, that movie is fucking insane. Um, is who is anyone else gonna vote for Armageddon? Is that gonna happen? Listen, I, I like I like Armageddon. I it, it was I don't know that it was a good movie, but it was definitely an entertaining movie. But I'm not no, I'm going to be trash angry now. I'm not. Again, I'm going to start again. Was entertaining? Yes. Go for it. You got more, Gregor? You know, I'm here was entertaining, but no, not 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 comparing to Shawshank. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of on the same page here. Armageddon actually is. Like I have watched it a thousand and one times. I do really enjoy it a lot, but it is not as nearly as good of a movie as Shawshank. I. It doesn't have that like. Just that the gravitas that Shawshank does, like have to go with Shawshank over Armageddon. Yeah, I um before I came down here to record, I I I, I had to, to you know I had to drop a deuce, and when I got up, it said Armageddon, and I'm pretty sure that's Mark's way of telling me that he's picking Armageddon. So Mark, if you're listening to this, fuck you. <laughs> All right, so this next one, five to two. Next one. Five to two, Shawshank. Moving on, and man, Greg, like you said, that next round—that's a second round heartbreaker. It should not be. That's got to be a quarterfinal or a semifinal at best. That's that's top been the two, Really could. That's the top two. The next one, I think there's one that could be that could go up against those two. In my, it would be one of my final four of this. Office space going up against South Park. Yeah. Yeah. And. Office Space, to me, is one of those perfect movies. It, it's all the right comedic jokes. Everybody in it acts their parts fantastically. It's super rewatchable, super relatable. You watch it over and over and over again, and you can find little things that you might have missed one time or another. It's extremely quotable. I get South Park is good. I'm for a um, a movie based off of TV shows. I think it's one of the better ones, like stretching it out. But Office Space is possibly the best thing that Mike Judge has ever done. And considering all the stuff yeah. that he's done, that dang something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I better better. Huh? If you're a person who's never seen the doesn't watch South Park in general, I don't know how how the movie lands. Right, so I think I think Office Space is more broadly applicable, and I, I agree. It's another one of these movies that just seeps its way into the cult, into culture, and anyone who's ever worked in an office at all finds something in that movie to laugh hysterically about. Whether it's like whether it's something about doing TPS reports or doing something seven times for seven different people, or wanting to beat the ever-loving shit out of a copier. Like, there's something for everyone in that movie. So I, I would vote for Office Space. Yeah, I don't I don't want to jump. I don't want to jump to conclusions, but it's gonna be it's gotta be office space. Yeah. It's me expressing that was in the nineties. That makes me feel old. That I thought the South Park movies was like two thousand five, two thousand six. But yeah. I said before with Lion King, I don't think anything animated should be on this list. Um agreed. I don't even remember the movie. I just remember Robin Williams singing Blame It on Canada at the Oscars. Um, 
I disagree with you, Kevin. I think idiocracy is the best my judge work. Um, I don't. I don't no. really remember. It's called, but it's not. I I remember a stapler, and I remember the TBS report, and then Jennifer Aniston working at Fridays. I don't really remember it all that well, but just for the fact that I'm not a big South Park fan, and I don't think animated should be on the list, I'm gonna have to pick Office Space. You want to come back to my place and watch Kung Fu movies? <laughs> I love Kung Fu. <laughs> Why don't you just call yourself Mike? Because my name is Michael. Yeah. Why should I change? He's the one that sucks. Yeah. Sucks. <laughs> and again, wait, I gotta mention it. John C. McGinley. Awesome. As one of the bobs in that movie. Yeah. Oh God, yes. Yeah. Well, what the fuck, man? Is it that you do here? What is it that you do here? What is it that you do here? I'm a people person. Yeah. I'm, I work with people. It. Uh, I think we're we're gonna be unanimous. It's a joke. Conclusions, Matt. Yes. I, uh, Mark's got to go with office space on this one. I'm, oh I, yeah, no, th- th- yeah, yes, one hundred percent. There's not a question. On our, our our chakras aligned, and we're going with office space. 11 for 11 so far, Justin. Good job. <laughs> All right. This next one. This next one pulls up at, at different parts of my heart a lot. You've got Braveheart going up against Groundhog Day. I absolutely hate that this is happening. Why do you hate this, Peter? Elaborate, please. These are two fantastically good and entirely different movies. Um, I can certainly see that Braveheart is not gonna. I, I'm gonna vote for Groundhog Day, spoiler alert. Um, but like, I, I can definitely see that Braveheart isn't for everyone. Whereas Groundhog Day, I can't imagine who doesn't find someone who doesn't find something in Groundhog Day that resonates with them. It's just a fantastic. Like, the whole premise of just starting the same day over and over again until you get it right, and then exploring what getting it right means. And it was just so fantastically written and acted from start to finish. Bill Murray's amazing. Um, it has to be Groundhog Day. I mean, I have Braveheart. It's a long movie, but I, I, I don't know. I, I found it I found it compelling and inspiring and top of having action and all the other evil uh, nonsense that I tend to love. But uh, I would have to vote for Groundhog Day. I also think that that's your dream, Pete, to live the same day until you get it right. What's that? I, I believe I believe that would be your dream to live the same day until you get it right. Maybe. The uh, but again, what would getting it right need, and who would decide? I know, but that, that that would be the fun part for me to watch. Um, Listen, you can rent to start, Pete. It's okay. Go ahead, Steph. My my high school film teacher is a direct descendant of William Wallace, so he did a whole Braveheart unit where we like we watched the movie over the course of a week and like really analyzed it so you know i'm not supposed to like anything mel gibson because mel gibson stinks but um you know i i it's a very different movie from down that day so i do have to give it its dues a great movie mel gibson directed amazing acting everything great but Groundhog Day, 
has a very special place in my heart. Um, I did a thesis on it in college, I, in my philosophy of film class. It's another movie I could watch every day. <laughs> I could be stuck in Groundhog Day watching Groundhog Day. I think Bill Murray is that is best when he's starts off as an asshole and has to redeem himself with mystical events, like Scrooge. I think Scrooge is another great Bill Murray movie, very similar. But it's just like Andy McDowell is so charming and Chris Elliott, like love to hate him or hate to love him. Um, Steven Tobolowski, watch out for the first Ned? Ned Ryerson? Tony Phil. He becomes endeared to the town and he finally <laughs> don't forget don't forget the like the straight 15 minutes where he's committing suicide when he steals the groundhog and then he tries to kill himself in a yeah. million different ways right and he just wakes don't drive angry don't drive angry and you know yeah that movie that movie's incredible I actually didn't appreciate it enough enough uh, until Steph uh, Steph kind of showed it to me just everything about the movie is great you pick every time you watch it you pick up on different things so, yeah, I just think like anybody could watch Groundhog Day and just find so many things about it that they would like. Especially after the quarantine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Much more relatable. I've never, I've never seen Groundhog's Day all the way through. Um, you've lived. I'm not proud of that. I'm not proud of that. Because you got pulled away from it, or because you just you got bored of it and stopped watching. Um, just never sat down and watched it. Although I did try to sit down and watch it, and God, if that wasn't awful, that and Dances with Wolves, I, I could, I would rather have hung myself than watch those torturous. Yeah. Listen, Dances with Wolves so, and Braveheart um, are very I different. That, okay. Um, well, William Wallace was the man, but, um, I, I think that... The fight scenes in that movie were really good. I think the backstory was really good. Um, I'm definitely going Braveheart on this one. It's also based on a true so, story. So, I kind of echo Pete in this one here. Braveheart hit all the things that young Kevin loved. Like, it had medieval battles... It had, fight, you know, giant fight scenes. It had crazy Scottish accents. It had, you know, a rousing speech. Like, it had everything that, like, hit all those notes that I, like, that I loved about it. And yes. Groundhog Day had Bill Murray, and I love Groundhog Day, and I've seen it a million times. I think it's such a good movie. And unfortunately, like, as I've watched Braveheart more and more, like, over the years and stuff, it keeps losing things for me in the... You know, figuring out that Mel Gibson is a raging anti-Semite. He's, you know, my culture. Um, you know, figuring out how historically inaccurate the whole movie is uh, after getting a degree in history. Um, you know, still loving that speech and like that scene when he, you know, does the battle. Like it's great. Figuring out, you know, um, and all this stuff for it. But Braveheart keeps losing things, and Groundhog Day keeps getting better. 
as I get as I get older and as I keep watching it. And it's Groundhog Day is fantastic. And one of the really funny things, like production wise, is Bill Murray was like 100 percent believed that Groundhog Day was going to be trash. He thought it was going to be a terrible movie. He didn't think it was going to go anywhere. So he came in there and like banged it out and tried to do everything in like one or two takes and just wanted to get the fuck out of there. And it ended up being one of his most successful movies ever, ever. And I think it really is one of those things that like he did so good because he just let it act naturally. It just was like, throw it all out there, keep my best stuff and get the hell out. Let's go. And Groundhog Day is really incredible. And I, whoever said it, but yeah, Annie McDowell in the is so adorable and so charming and like she she's amazing so I gotta go with Groundhog Day over Braveheart even though you know 16, 17 year old me is like yelling at me and being like you have not known the Braveheart you know um, like just, just annihilating my annihilating so uh what uh what do you think uh, Mark went for he's going with Groundhog Day yep he Braveheart. is no, Groundhog Day. He went. He went Groundhog Day. So we're six to one. Groundhog Day moves right. forward over Braveheart. I'm going to say let's pause for a beer refill because I got to go run upstairs real quick because there was a little too much sediment in the bottom of that other of that bottle for me to even uh, finish that off or to uh, go for it, to use that glass again right now. So I'll be back in a minute. Right, right now I I, I have switch- to collect myself for the next one anyway. Yeah. I, I switched up and I, I'm drinking a uh, coffee porter from uh, our one of our uh, friends, John Uber. He dropped off to me. Pete, uh, how's that? How's that uh, uh, Moscato treating you over there? Um, you drank the whole thing. <laughs> it's the thoughtless. I could fit the whole thing in my mouth at once, probably including the bottle. It was it was a very small bottle. No, I understand Pete, that. Like, like, what's what's Girls love Moscato. Yeah, all of us girls. Hey, Pete, notice how she said all of us girls. She's including you in that list. Yeah, fuck the fuck. My masculinity is not threatened because I can enjoy a Moscato. Plus, I, I've, see, I've seen you in plenty non-masculine, non-masculine situations. That is true. What'd you grab, Kev? Um, I got... I still have one of the uh, East Coast IPAs, the East Coast Tango left, so from Homeboy. So nice. Have one more of those, kind of change it up a little bit. Go from an Imperial Brown to an American IPA. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Greg Kelly is drinking some uh, Stone Tangerine uh, IPA. Greg Kelly, are you drinking Stone Tangerine IPA? Is are you ignoring us, Greg? Are you? That's what that's what no, Justin said. It is a stone. It is no. It's a stone lager. Um, it's called Blue Cerveza Lager. Okay. It's a creepy label. Freaking me out, man. That full sugar skull on there. You right there, Justin? Yeah, I. Uh, my 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 knee's killing me. Mm-hmm. I played golf twice this week, so my knee's like fuck you. <laughs> I was gonna say, you take an arrow to the knee or something. No, no, I wasn't in Braveheart. I thought your hip was hurting. That too, my right hip out of nowhere uh, started hurting. You're so, so old. 
Yeah. It's so old it, no, it's, no, it's not really being old. It's sort of the, it's the morbid obesity that really just fucking sets it over the top, I gotta tell you. Body's like, why do you, why do you try to move like this? Why? All right. Are we all back? Is everyone good to go? I believe so. Okay. All right. Moving on to the next next matchup here. We've got a league of their own going up against Titanic. Oh, this one hurts. Cameron versus uh, what, what's it? What's her Harry name? Marshall. I thought it was, I thought it was Penny, Penny Marshall. Penny Marshall. Penny. Yeah, yeah, Penny. Penny. Yeah, this one really hurts me. Avoid the clap, <laughs> Jimmy Dugan. Hey, that's good advice. <laughs> good advice, you know. If this, this were this 20 years ago, I would fight to the death for Titanic. I saw Titanic in the theater in its original run twice. So that was six and a half hours of my life. <laughs> and then they re-released it in 3D and Justin and I went. So I've, and my dad and I waited online at Blockbuster at midnight when it came out on VHS. So like I was obsessed with Titanic. You know, everybody was in love with Leo. And no, they weren't. I just, like, I could, it was my Jaws. I could recite it verbatim, just like Justin can do for Jaws. Um, it was a perfect movie for me. You know, everything about it was amazing. The effects, the costumes, the scenery, everything. Looking back at it now, though, the dialogue is crap. The acting is just eh. You know, it, the, the scenery and the costumes still hold up. I think the costumes are beautiful. The artwork was great. But A League of Their Own... There, there's so many lines you can say from it. I always say, there's no crying in baseball. I know you hate Tom Hanks, Kevin, but you have to agree, this is one of his better movies. Oh, you know, absolutely. Rosie O'Donnell, Madonna, Gina Davis, Lori Petty, everybody's so great. I love baseball so much. As a little kid, I was hoping one day there would be women in professional baseball. So, Ed... You know, I'm not very coordinated, though, and I don't uh, like being outside. You can say you like but you're a Mets fan, so I don't understand how we go together. But, and I um, this, this really hurts. So, don't get me started, Kevin. Don't get me started. But um, I, I, I really want to pick Titanic because 20 years ago, it was in my top three all-time favorite movies. But, like I said, as I've gotten older and I've seen it more times and I've realized it's not really a great movie, A League of Their Own, there's, you, you, there's nothing you can find fault with there. It is amazing. I, I have to go with A League of Their Own, and that really hurts me. Okay, as someone who has studied Titanic multiple times and had it on su- such high regard for so long, can you explain to me a, a plausible reason why either Rose can't take turns with Jack or Jack can't find another friggin' piece of debris from the 80,000 things that are floating around him. Like, I feel like any discussion about Titanic being a decent movie or a decent script or anything comes to its most climactic point, and it's so stupid that I just cannot get past it. He has to die for the present day to make sense. 
that James Cameron had to find a way for him to die. Well, how about you? How about you find a better fine, fucking mechanic? Also could have had an alien come and remove his brain from his skull, yeah. and, you know, on well, camera, and it would have made as much it's sense. It's funny you say that because there is this conspiracy theory going around. I was just reading about it today, actually, that Jack was a time traveler, and really, he wasn't a time traveler. It came down to James Cameron didn't do research. He mentioned some things that didn't exist at the time, and it was just James Cameron not studying the history, okay. so he's not... Alright, so then is, is his time machine at the bottom of the ocean yeah. that he's needed to go get it? Yeah. <laughs> I gotta get it Alright. First off, here's what I want to say. The only time traveler conspiracy theory about this that I enjoy is the one where they propose that Jack is actually uh, Gatsby, and that his whole life makes sense, and I've seen a couple Reddit threads with that, and it makes a lot of sense, and it works, and I'm down with that. I'm down with that headcanon. I'm okay with that. Second thing is, I'm going to channel Mark here, all right? I'm going to take Justin John and channel Mark, and if anybody has ever discussed The Giver with Mark, you will learn all about hypothermia, and one of the things that sets in with hypothermia is that you go crazy, and so clearly, in these cold Arctic waters, Jack went crazy and could not comprehend that he could fit on that chunk of wood with Rose. Probably, and maybe not even the hypothermia, was the fact that he was just so damn messed up by seeing them beautiful Kate Winslet movies in that movie. And that really was the only redeeming factor in that movie. That, that draw me like your French girl scene was incredible. The rest of the movie was trash. I actually have a framed replica of the drawing in my office. So if you ever want to come and see Cable Boobies, you can come anytime. I got it. But I got the internet. I'm all good. Thank you. Have you seen the movie? I've seen it multiple times. It's still not okay. a good movie. If you notice, when she, you don't try to get on that bed frame, the headboard with her, and you see it starts to topple over. There was no way they were going to both fit on. Their clothes were heavy with the frozen water. It, there was no way for both of them to balance. I agree, but they could either take turns or find one of the 900,000 other floating things that were around to clean well, you can't. You can't take turns. That, is, that kind of stupidity is not explained by either cold temperatures. He's never going to let go. He's never going to let go. So he didn't want to go to another no. floating thing. He no to no go one. To no one. Let go two seconds to grab something else. No. And then... As a man, you're holding on to the woman that you love, and you say to her that you'll never let go, and you fucking let go. <laughs> so, you <laughs> believe no one... Her profile of Ben staring at you was fantastic. <laughs> no, no one is saying the dumbest shit of all. Who here really thinks that she was into fucking Leo? Like, the whole time I felt like she was playing him the whole fucking time. It never seemed real. Ring chemistry I've ever seen they, in my They were very good friends. fraction of a second that either of them loved each other. I thought the whole thing was bullshit. Yeah. The best part was when the guys were playing, you know, as the thing was sinking. And then and, the, and it, it tucked in my heartstrings with Irish just being locked down in the, in the lower hall of the boat. Not, you know, even being given the... Yeah. The chance to escape. I cried. Because they're dancing out there. That yeah. might be the only good. The, 
only really entertaining scenes ever. The soundtrack is amazing. You guys should get the soundtrack. A lot of um, Celtic and Gaelic. There's a lot of Celine Dion there, dear. It's only my heart. But, um... Alicia Dero, I cried from the very beginning credits until the end of the movie. I love that movie with all my being. I played softball for 11 years. It's it's such a good movie and and the acting is great and the script is great and i'm gonna 100 percent go and leave their own over titanic which was an abomination of on-screen chemistry right <laughs> the titanic was not good at all. An and, abomination and, and, and i would vote for league of their own if it was <laughs> even just a decent movie but a league of their own was a very good movie um a lot of classic lines come out of it and yes just like you steph there is no crying in baseball is a classic line that's been part of my life since that movie started. So Rosie, Rosie O'Donnell is saying to Madonna, especially around that time, you think there ain't men? Did you think there's men in this country that ain't seen your ain't bosom? Seen your bosom? What's <laughs> like show's not? Um, I this is one. This is one of my favorites. I don't know if it's gonna. I don't know how far it's gonna get. This is probably possibly my favorite movie on this bracket. Everything about it was well written. It was well acted. All the casting was perfect. It's it's rewatchable, like to the extreme. It it teaches you about a slice of history that you might I don't know how accurate it is, but a slice of history that you might not otherwise get exposed to. Um, and uh, Titanic, I hated it. Titanic Titanic put me in like a a state of mind against Leonardo DiCaprio as an actor for years and when I finally saw the departed, I was so surprised by how amazing he was. Uh, and, the, and the departed actually became my favorite movie of all time, pretty much because of his acting. Um, have you seen what Eating Gilbert Grape? I had some real real acting. I had and I've heard of that but I hadn't seen it. That he he was a good actor when clearly he is a talented actor. Um, yeah, basketball diaries. He, he's actually a very yeah. good actor. Yeah. This, this was my first introduction to his work, so it was all so it was skewed in that regard. I, I hadn't seen any of his early work before this. Um, uh, yeah, League of Their Own, all the way. One of the things about a League of Their Own that makes me pick it wholeheartedly, besides the fact that Titanic is you know should be sunk. Um, is uh, you know the scene the scene where the one ball player finds out that her husband dies. You know she gets the letter in the mail. I, I, it, it, yeah, it, it, I, I literally tear up watching it. And I did as as even as a teenager that happened when I watched it. It was it was that that impactful. Simultaneously being funny, it has every bit of feels you could ask for in a movie, and it has America's sweetheart Tom Hanks in it. So you have to pick. A League of Their Own. So, I'm going to pick A League of Their Own also. And I know I've, I know I've talked about how I don't like Tom Hanks, but notice the movie, like, other than Big, A League of Their Own and Saving Private Ryan, he's not necessarily the one driving the whole movie. He's not the main character. He does a, yeah, no, it's he the does a, Like He does an amazing character role, and he is a primary character, but it's not the sole purpose, and I think when he kind of takes over and becomes like, and it's the main focus of it, that's what I'm like, I feel like you're trying, not trying really hard, but I feel like you're just like, I, I'm i Tom Hanks, I can do everything, fuck you all, but, I mean, Jimmy Dugan is an amazing character, Gina Davis is really 
and um, I forget the actress who plays Kate. Lori uh, Petty. Yeah, like Lori Petty. They drive. They drive that movie, and that movie yeah. is so so good. And A League of Their Own is just it's incredibly rewatchable. It's so good. I'm not. And I gotta go with that over Titanic, one hundred percent. I think it's a seven zero, right? Yeah, well, you know, oh, you, don't have to, you have to consult your actor. I, yeah, I do. What is Martin Sheen speaking? Yeah, I did a little. I did a little Rorschach with Mark earlier, and we we, we picked out a league of their own. So it, it is uh, it is unanimous. So, uh, you saw you saw baseball. I'm surprised in the like because Titanic was like a blockbuster. Yeah, you know, you're all stuck in bed. So. We went from two movies that were like really big movies to movies that I feel like were not super huge movies when they came out. Oh. The Fifth Element and Boondock Saints. So already The Fifth Element, we've got another movie that has Bruce Willis being better than he was in Armageddon. So in the bracket already, you're wrong. <laughs> you facts. All right. Absolute facts. I'm here for you. And Fifth Element is really good. And um, Chris Tucker is hysterical in that as Rod. You know? I have no matches. I have no fire. I got no fire. I got no fire. I got no fire. And, um, come on, what is it, uh, Mila Jokovic, right? Yeah. That was one of those ones where, like, I had never heard of her before, and I was like, damn, who's this chick? We gotta pay attention to her. But Boondock Saints, that was my, that was the college dorm movie that we just watched over, over. Yo. over again and it was so good and Norman Reedus in that movie is insane and like the two brothers in that are just so good Billy Connolly even though he's in the movie just a very little bit has a great job with it and oh my god the way that I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on his fucking name the guy who plays the inspector um, Willem Dafoe is in that movie is so so incredibly funny the, the the cool part about Boondock Saints is that it's the opposite of the Fifth Element. The Fifth Element goes a really fucking long way to make a fairly simple point, and it does it very well, and it's entertaining. Boondock Saints is pretty much face value shit. They're you know they're vigilantes who are going to get some fucking justice. That's kind of the kind of the moral of the story. It's super entertaining in a phenomenal way and each character is so sort of well done in the shallow capacity that they're done I it's I have to pick Boondock Saints on top of the fact that if for a short period of time I was part of like the con scene in, turn, in terms of like getting people to like these different actors to go to the conventions and stuff and I actually got to go to dinner with uh, not William Defoe, but the rest of the Boondock Saints and uh, they were fucking cool so it uh, it is definitely Boondock Saints Boondock Saints is only one of two movies on this list that I've never seen. So I've seen 62 out of the 64. Um, Fifth Element is a great movie. The story's great, the acting's great, the scenery, the effects, everything. It's funny, but then it's very serious. And like The action, I, I think it's a great movie. I can watch it again and again. So you have to go with that since I've never seen Boondock Saints. I don't have a tremendous love for either of these movies, 
I just watched the moment like last week, and it's good. Um, Boondock Saints, I've watched a couple times. I I like their little rogue mission for God, you know. Um, I'm gonna go with Boondock Saints just because I think it's a better movie, and I like um, their like reasoning for like just choosing good over evil, I guess. That's like when Stephen King did Cujo. He was just on, like, so much blow that he didn't stop writing for, like, fucking two months. He wrote, a, he wrote about, he wrote a whole book about writing called On Writing by Stephen King, and he talks about how when he wrote Cujo, he, he can't even remember writing it. He remembers zero yeah. things. About writing it, that's he was a, so hot. That's a great book, by the way. Yeah. If anyone is interested in writing or a King fan should definitely read it. So my vote's for Boondock Saints. I think I said that before, but I'm, I'm still voting Boondock Saints. How about you, man? Where you fall on this one? I haven't seen Boondock Saints, and unlike with the Lion King situation, I actually really like the development. I don't think it's the greatest film of all time. It's one of those ones that I will watch, and it's a fun movie. I don't think it's one of. Uh, Bruce Willis is best. I'm still a diehard fan. Um, uh, it is a movie I enjoy, and uh, I think it's I think I think it's a fun movie. It's weird. Um, Garrett Oldman is really funny and also weird in it. Really good. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm happy to vote for it because I have no frame of reference for Doc Saints. So you're going for Element? I'm going for Element. Yeah. Okay. Jen, what did you go with? She's putting the kids to bed. Okay. Justin, where do you fall on this one? You said Boondock Saints, right? Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely Boondock, Boondock Saints. The fifth element is just, it's a little too convoluted for me. Like, I, I, I recognize it as a good film, but I want to watch the Boondock Saints. I, I don't want to watch the fifth element again. It's not a thing I want to watch again. I don't think, you shouldn't ever think about the fifth element seriously. It's, I don't even think it takes itself very seriously. Um, and, and the dialogue at the end is just kind of bad, but, uh, yeah. How about you, Greg? Did you, did you vote? Yeah, Greg went one dot six. I did already. I'll put Okay. So, um, so Steph went, Steph, you went Fifth, fifth Element? Yes, because I've never seen Fifth Element. Okay, that's fine. All right, cool. So, it's three to two. We don't have Jen's vote, um, and we're going to need it because Mark, um, lovingly cuddled me he put his i can feel him putting his arms around me right now and since the fifth element is love it's got to be he has to be telling me that he's going fifth element so it is three three to three and jen Jen kelly will uh break this tie when she returns from uh from being a mom so why don't we uh why don't we circle that one we'll come back to it a little bit but we can uh we can move on to the next matchup. She, she was quick. She was quick. She's already. Jen, yeah. you got you to break a tie out of it. Go ahead. Jen, you strapped the kids to bed. Good job. Yes. Fifth Element, Boondock Saints. I know you don't have a love for either of them. I have never seen either of them. Not oh, a love wow. for. Never either, and do not know what either one's about. So that's the. So, so you're sorry, the. I'm the you're the new um, Pete. Who's in Boondock Saints? I did. Shall we read it? Um, acting. Oh, William Defoe. I got it. No, no, William. 
Well chosen. Yeah, Mark. Oh, Mark. Right. Mark went the fifth element. Yeah, I had a feeling that would be his on that one. It's just uh, weird enough that it is for five. Neither is gonna stand up against the league of their own, so that's okay. Concurred. Yeah. This, I, I'm gonna have some really um, unpopular opinions on this next one. Uh, this is the, the next one is Mrs. Doubtfire versus Space Jam, and um. Listen, I, I I appreciate Bugs Bunny and Friends, and I'm glad that Marvin the Martian was able to be the referee. But uh, I just uh, Mrs. Doubtfire is hysterical, and I gotta go with that over Space Jam, mostly because uh, you know, in a in the vaguest sense of the word, what if I could ever be considered a basketball fan? Uh, Bulls kicked the crap out of the Knicks all those years, so fuck Jordan. I saw both films in the theater, and actually, Justin and I watched The Last Dance, and they went into Space Jam a bit, and it gave me some extra insight that Michael Jordan would film all day, and then he would play pickup games with the cast and crew and other basketball players all night. So, like, I have a lot of respect for Michael Jordan based on watching the last dance um i did say animated movies had no place on this list you know space jam's a little different because it's both live action and animated um i love i believe i can fly i still love it despite r kelly despite um i wish someone else saying it instead of him but um i will let him on the radio all day every day but Mrs. Doubtfire, like, Robin Williams was the it guy of the 90s. Like, him and Tom Hanks were neck and neck. Um, just the whole thing, like, he did this for his kids. He wanted to right. stay in his kids' life. Sally Field was being a CNX Tuesday. Um, and the only thing he could think of was become the nanny. And Harvey Firestein was yeah. as his brother, transforming him into Mrs. Doubtfire. Just, um, everything about the movie, the, the scene where he's trying to cook dinner and he sets his boobs on fire, I mean, that is just classic. And it's just, like, if you didn't already love Robin Williams, like, this made you fall in love with him. So I, I just, I have to go with Mrs. Doubtfire. I just realized that Good Morning Vietnam never made our uh, 80s bracket, which you really should have. Mm. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I would put that on instead of Paul. Yeah, definitely. I can't believe. Yeah, we did that. Holy crap. Um, Space Jam was cute, but Mrs. Doubtfire is hilarious. Robin Williams is a great actor, whether it's comedy or, or sincerity. Um, I love Sally Field also. Um, 
I'm going to go with Mrs. Doubtfire. Running back and forth in the restaurant, like changing outfits, sitting yeah. at a different table. And Leaving like sitting, the wrong pieces of the costume on. Sitting at the wrong table. The wrong outfit. Like, it, was, it was just really, really well done. And listen, you're comparing that to a movie with like some of my favorite cartoon characters and some of my favorite basketball players. So like, it's definitely tough competition. But in general, Miss Doubtfire was fucking hysterical. Hello, you got my goat. My uh, so I, I'm I'm I know I'm going to be in the minority here. I don't like Mrs. Doubtfire. It, it's not funny. I shouldn't say I don't like it. It's not, that's not true. I just think that it's 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 very overrated. I I don't like things that are over the top, and the, that movie is extremely over the top the whole time. Um. Space Jam is 100% not something that I, I really even give a fuck about at all. Um, but because I, I don't have a feeling towards it, but I have a, a negative feeling towards Mrs. Doubtfire, I'm going to pick Space Jam. I don't feel good about that. I feel like I probably should pick Mrs. Doubtfire, but it, that's that's how I feel. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with it. I'm going to pick Space Jam. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you in some sense about Mrs. Doubtfire being over the top, but I think it's over the top because... Again, when you look at this matchup, you're talking about a movie that's straightforward and fun, and it's it's a neat popcorn movie in Space Jam, and it is what it is. Mrs. Doubtfire has layers on top of layers on top of layers in terms of what's going on with the divorce, his relationship with his kids, his relationship with his job, and who he is as a person. On top of, you have Robin Williams going back and forth between being serious and being slapstick. And I think... It's really hard to take all that and put it in a coherent movie, and, and the, the over-the-topness of some of it needs to be there to balance out the emotion of all the layers that are underneath it. Otherwise, you get a much more serious, self-feel type of movie. Um, and I just think there's a lot more layers of complexity. Complexity, and I think it was really well done, and I, I vote for this stuff. Alright, I believe that's 5-1, Mrs. Doubtfire. And, um... I feel I feel something grabbing on my nipples, which I think is a harken back to the scene where he sets his boobs on fire. So Mark, I believe, is going to pick Mrs. Doubtfire. Although I have to say, I kind of like I kind of like how he's touching me. So. Better that. All right. So the last matchup in the top half of the bracket is one that I I hate the fact that these two are going up against each other. We've got clerks going up against Goodfellas. Alright, I'm going to start. I'm, I'm going to start. I don't like gangster movies. Not for the same reason Pete does. I feel like for the most part when I watch them, with the exception of a Bronx Tale, they're the same fucking thing over and over and over again. Like, repeatedly. It's the same, like, three things that happen throughout the whole fucking movie. And I, I and part of it is also that my mother watched these things on repeat and loves them and I I just can't I just never gave a shit as a kid and I don't give a shit now. On top of that, Clerks for me is the best movie that Kevin Smith did. It's the first movie he did and because of how raw it is and how kind of the, the low production value, everything about it, with that shit production value, he was able to make me laugh as hard as he did. 
Clerks is a is an absolute masterpiece. I mean, come on now. Uh, you know, how many dicks? Try not to suck any dicks in the park on, the, on your way through the parking in lot. A like thirty-seven in a row. Right. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Right. It's it, sucking dicks in the way parking lot. It's pretty. It's pretty. The the writing in it is pretty brilliant, and you know, it's so good. It was able to. It was able to carry the piece of shit sequel. The sequel is is still halfway decent because of how much you love the original. So. You know, it, 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 it's Clerks all day for me. I, I feel like I'm, it's going to lose, and I feel really bad about that. Yeah, I, I'll jump in and jump in. There's, these are probably two of my top five movies ever. Um, potentially two of my top five movies ever, really. Um, Clerk, Clerks is just one of those you grew watch movie over and over again with your friends. Um... But Goodfellas is another one, just like Shawshank. That I, I, I dare you to scroll through the channels and see Goodfellas on and not stop. Even if, even if it is going to have all the curtains cut out of it, still you're going to stop. Great. I didn't vote, by the way. But you guys. Clerks is my favorite Kevin Smith. Um, it's good. It's cool. It's got you know. Gil- it's I, it's so much better for me. And Goodfellas is top probably four favorite movies ever in life. New gangster movie. So amazing to me. I'm a hundred percent Goodfellas. The story of Henry Hill is just, and every time I see helicopter, because like a lot of that shit goes on, I'll see a helicopter, and I always feel like I'm in that one scene where he's like looking through the windshield. It's great. Is that the same fucking helicopter? Make sure you start with the Don't let the sauce burn. So, for me, Goodfellas, like, I really, really love both of these movies. And like we've talked about, I mean, Clerks, the fact how, like, the low budget feel of it, and I think it really hits that suburbia in the 90s, you know, like growing up kind of feel. Um, like, I, th- I think the whole, the whole way, all the stories that are in there are really very real kind of stories. Goodfellas, I mean, I think this is like, this is, the, this is one of those movies, this is the movie where Scorsese just got everything. Like he, he's done a lot of amazing movies. But this one, he just, all of them are right there, and he hits just the right notes. I mean, that scene when, that, that one where they're walking through the whole um, the whole club, and they set up that, like, the table for Hank Hip, for, for uh, Henry and everything like that, and they're doing all this. Back to the kitchen. And, yeah, yeah, like, like, that's the, like, like, when you talk about, like, that, is, that scene identifies what, Henry loved about being a gangster more than anything. Here I am, I get special treatment, and I am the shit, and nobody can fuck with me because this because I'm part because I'm a made man. Like this is what I can do, you know, like or because I'm on the inside. Like this is what it's all about. Um, so it's like it's such a good movie, and there's so many good things, and the scenes that are in there and the shots that are in there um, have been. 
Where you at? I thought these were two movies I had never seen, although I think I did see Clark's kind of sort of once yeah. partially. But I definitely have never seen Goodfellas. Um, uh, I'm just going to vote for Clark's on that basis. I have, I have nothing to contribute to this conversation. I barely remember whatever I saw of Clark's. Clark's is also my least favorite Kevin Smith movie. I, I don't particularly like it. Um, but Goodfellas, in my opinion, is a better movie, or for, for me, I like it better than The Godfather. Yep. Um, I never got into The Sopranos, so I don't really know Lorraine Bracco on that, but I, Ooh, I did like the think Sopranos Lorraine Bracco, because she was great in this, Then I, Pesci, he deserved his Oscar. Um, De Niro is kind of my least favorite out of everybody in it, but I think he's supposed to be. Um, I yeah, I just think Goodfellas like it's just such a classic that it, it's on the top list. So. I'm going to go with I'm going to try to be consistent here I'm going to go with the better film over my more enjoyed movie and I'm going to go with Goodfellas barely over Clerks by, by a hair I don't know if I'm who I'm missing I, minus Mark I currently have it 3-2 to two for Goodfellas can we just do a little recap quick see who I fucked up Goodfellas Goodfellas. Who else would be a problem? Nope, there's four. I didn't you didn't vote yet, Greg? Go ahead. Goodfellas. No. And I almost don't want to. That's four. Does my vote matter? I don't want to vote. I almost don't want to vote on this. It does, it, does, it does matter. Your vote matters. I'll say I'll say right I'll say right now. Mark Mark is Mark is uh has has uh has done some naughty things and uh He's voting for Clerks. So it, it's, it's without you, Greg, it is 3-3. It is three, three. You are the deciding vote. Wow, this is a tough one for you, I know, Greg. This, this is like the second round. Yeah, I'm really, really struggling with this because you're talking about... Like closing the store and going up to the roof and playing uh, hockey and losing the ball to um, just Henry Hill and uh, do the right thing, uh, man. Do not fuck this up. I'm doing good, fellas. I'm doing it. Thank you. Oh God damn it! I really struggled there, though. I'm not gonna lie. I know you did. I know you did. All right, well, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, that closes us out of the first round of uh, of this bracket. All right, thanks, so Mark. Going back to the top.
Oh. And I know Mark. He's probably passed out by now. Yeah, Mark is Mark is like unconscious at this point. I'm sure yeah, that. Sleeping in that right. Oh yeah, definitely. So we we, wow. we will we will not have the benefit of, of, of channeling Mark at this point. He's left me. I can't I can't feel him any longer. It's like uh, I, I feel like Whoopi Goldberg in the middle of Ghost. <laughs> So as we go back to the top of the bracket here, we've got Austin Powers going up against What About Bob. What? Pretty straightforward. I'm going to stick with Austin. I'm going to ride with Austin again here, man. You know? I know some people. My name's Richie Cunningham, and this is my wife, April. I am. Uh, I'm, I'm going. I'm going. With what about Bob? I think What About Bob is a, a more entertaining movie. As I said before, I think that Austin Powers is fucking very funny, but I don't want to watch that whole movie. I don't. I don't want to see that character for that long. So, what about Bob? Yeah, I I, I don't know if I can I am tell. Also, I'm going to be Somebody go now. All right. I don't. I don't know if I remember the plot difference between the three Austin Powers movies. You know, they're all pretty enjoyable. I saw each of them in the theater. But I mean, again, like Richard Dreyfuss, Bill Murray, Poppy Montgomery. Like, what about Bob? I could definitely watch that over and over versus Austin Powers. So I gotta go with what about Bob? Bob. Sharks with laser beams. Look, Austin Powers is freaking great. It's hilarious. It's off the wall, over the top. What about Bob? I still stand by it. The Bill Murray Richard Dreyfus combo, the baby steps, baby steps. And he winds up. It's just, I love What About Bob. I love it. I'm voting for it. It takes it for me. I am not Austin Powers. Yes. What? What the fuck did that mean? Did you have a stroke? <laughs> I, that wasn't. That's what I thought. I, well, I am not Austin Powers. I'm voting for what? Austin Powers. Okay. All right. Wait, what? I'm voting for Austin yeah. Powers. Okay. Yeah. That was the reverse of what you just said, Greg. Okay. Just say. <laughs> just say. But. I think you did stroke out a little bit there, but it's okay. We've reduced it. It happens to the best of us. I mean, the sharks with freaking laser beams on their head. And for we tried preparation A through I, but really, we found preparation H to be good on the whole. So, are you Austin Powers, Kev? <laughs> yeah, I said it right off the beginning. I'm yeah. still Austin Powers. I think that movie's hysterical. Pete, did you go? I didn't for a reason. I'm having trouble with this one. What's the vote? Uh, if well, it's currently three for What About Bob and two for Austin Powers. I like I, I like both of these movies a lot. Um, I haven't seen What About Bob in longer than I have seen the Austin Powers movies because always everyone always plays them and they're good for a laugh. Um, I think I think I'm going to go back to my old standby. I think. What About Bob is a more complex movie with a lot of different themes and different characters, whereas Austin Powers is kind of centralized on 
a couple of really well done repetitive jokes and characters. Um, but I'm gonna go for one of them. What about Bob? What about Bob Tasted? I'm very happy. I'm very happy about that. What about Bob Takes It? Nice. All right. So this next matchup, we've got uh, the Sandlot going up against Truman Show. And for me, the nostalgia factor and the, the goodness factor of Sandlot being hitting all the notes that you need in a movie of comedy, excitement, and feel good. Like, it's all there, the Sandlot. Um, Truman Show has funny moments, and the drama is the drama is there, but Sandlot is just, it's one of those, it's one of those perfect movies. So I got to vote Sandlot. Um, I'm with you for the same reasons. I, however, did not see Sandlot until later in life, so I didn't have that whole, like, childhood, you know, nostalgia thing going on. Um, the Truman Show... Oh, such a unique story. Definitely not like anything I'd ever seen. Again, you know, showed Jim Carrey's ability to actually act and not just uh, make a scene. Um, and because I don't have any real like childhood attachment to Sandlot, I'm gonna go Truman Show. Yeah, you're killing me, Smalls. Is one of my favorite things to say, but that's the only thing I took away from this. Sandlot. I never really connected with right. it. I did see it as a child. Even though I love baseball, it just never really did anything for me. Um, I saw the Truman Show in the theater twice for a reason, because I loved it so much the first time I wanted to see it again. There's just so much complexity to it. I know you guys were saying about, like, you know, Truman's life wasn't really fleshed out, but just the whole idea of, you know, taking this baby and then forcing a life on them. And I think Laura Linney's character was amazing where she has like, she goes crazy because she's, she can't do it anymore. She can't pretend to be his wife. I just, I think the Truman Show has just so much complexity and I watch that over and over, over the Sandlot. Yeah. I, I kind of have uh, mixed feelings for all the reasons that you just described. The, the Truman Show is a, is a, a deeper, more involved story than the Sandlot. The Sandlot is it's it's actually fairly deep, but it doesn't have the the uh, overtones that the Truman Show does. If I but if I'm going to sit down and watch a movie, if we're going to go like repeat watching factor, I'm going to watch the Sandlot before I watch the Truman Show. I don't need to watch it again. I appreciate it as it was, but if it's on, I'm not going to stop. If the Sandlot's on, I'm going to watch it until it hits a commercial. So I have to vote for the Sandlot. It's not even like the boy, like nostalgia thing because I have no no real attachment to it in that regard. It's just more, it's more of a fun movie that I want to watch. All right, I think I think Sandlot takes it there. Pete, did you give us something yet? I didn't because I'm having trouble with this one again too. Um, I think it's it's three two Sandlot, isn't it? Correct. I don't like this at all. Um, but I'm gonna vote. I'm gonna vote for the Sandlot by an hour more. I, I, I good choice here. Kev, Kev, Kevin articulated it. Um, 
I think I think everything Steph said was right. I don't have a, I don't have a really good reason I can point to for this one. There's nothing compelling or obvious. This really could have gone either way for me, um, but I'm gonna pick the Sam Long. And Jim Carrey gets screwed over again. Right. It's all right. He's Canadian. He'll he'll apologize to us for it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Pretty little lies and their beady little eyes. All right, so next we've got the Matrix going up against Mole Rats. This is no competition. None for me either. No, me either. I think I think me and the Kellys are in agreement. As someone who has a single outside, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Which one? Which one is no competition? Alright, yeah. so it's, it, there's no competition. Mall rats for me. It's, it's mall rats. Mall rats. Yeah, mall rats. I really enjoy Mall rats. I will throw my hat into the Matrix then before Justin and Kevin go. I am also going to go with the Matrix. This is heartbreaking to me because Mall rats is a phenomenal movie. I mean, like, you can quote the whole thing just like we did earlier. The Matrix had a really big impact on me as a movie. It really made me, like I said before, it made me realize that movies can be super deep and have additional meanings. The Matrix isn't the best example of that. I know that now, but it's the one that made me realize that. And I also think that it was very original in the way that it went about telling its story. So, it, uh, we got three to two right now um, uh, against The Matrix. My cousin Walter. Sure. I, <laughs> uh, now I've, um, as I mentioned in the last round, The Matrix. You don't need to rewatch over and over. You can watch um, it, you know, once every five, ten years, and kind of see how it grows and see how it changes a little bit. But uh, Mole Rats was one of those fundamental ones, and this was actually the first Kevin Smith movie that I ever saw, and this is the one that got me hooked on him, and I was like. I like with this guy's this pitch in there. I think it's hysterical. I love the whole. Like we didn't even talk about the whole subplot with the with the uh, with the uh, TV show film. The we didn't even show. talk about that whole that whole storyline in there. Like it's just no, yeah, we didn't come back. Uh, no, Justin, that's not how you're doing this. Stop trying to. You you did that completely backwards. You're lying, Justin. Oh, that's I did. False news. The Matrix did not advance. Yeah. All rats advances. Yeah. No, I fucked that up. All right. Uh, is, it, is this mail-in voting that we can just invent whatever we want? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got, I'm, I'm going to go with Mallrats. The Matrix is very good, and, uh, you know, Justin, I think what you said said is a good idea. Like, it's not, it has a very, like, Twilight Zone-esque feel to it. It was like, whoa, man, like, mind is blown. What if all this other stuff is true? But this is what, this is what I, uh, want to stick with. All right. Mallrats is going to go up against either Empire Records or Fight Club. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start this off by doing us a favor. Since I haven't seen both of these movies and there are six of us, I am going to abstain. So y'all can fight this one out. Good job, Pete. Thanks for being hey, Glenn in this one. Yeah, wait, 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 wait to be Glenn. This, this one is very difficult because I love both of these movies, whereas I didn't connect with The Matrix, I greatly connected with Fight Club, but 
as I stated before, like, Empire Records is probably the movie of the 90s for me. Just the way I felt, like, I was opened up to so many different types of music that I'd never heard before, and just all the great actors that are in it. Um, it's just a fun movie, whereas Fight Club is so dark and very disturbing, and I don't want Tyler Durden coming after me, but I have to pick Empire Records. What would Tyler Durden do? I'm going to go with Steph, same reasons. Like, I'm not going to really reinvent the wheel on that. Um, Empire Records is that fun, quintessential, like, record store, like you said, music that you probably wouldn't listen to. Like, that's a good song, you know? And, and it got you into a Fight Club. Dreary and weird, confusing, way too long, as I said earlier, um, Empire Records. Um... You know, I'm, I'm not a fan be the, of blue cheese dressing. I'm going with Empire Records. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a fan of blue cheese either. <laughs> it's a, listen, it's blue, no, cheese, like blue it's, cheese. It's it's, it's not blue cheese dressing on dicks. It's it's blue cheese or go fuck your mother. Um, Joey Diaz, who was actually in basketball. Um, so I uh, I'm Fight Club. I have to be honest. The Empire Records is a is a fun movie, but Fight Club is is funny. A little bit in a dark way it has a very profound meaning to it and it, it's fun to watch i have to i have to vote fight club it's, it's almost no contest for me you really are a sociopath <laughs> i definitely am i think everyone here knows this no justin i i get where you're coming from like i think the the message in fight club is really intriguing and the story is all there but for me it's just man the the way it's been co-opted by all the tools just it annoys the hell out of me, and I can't get past it. All right, Empire Records wins and moves on and makes a very hard round three for me there. Um, but now we're going up against a real, real heartbreaker that any fan of movie should should be tearing their hair out about. My Cousin Vinny versus Shawshank Redemption. I, I've been thinking about this since we made that matchup happen. And honestly, since, you know, I've been thinking about this bracket. It's painful. Yeah. It, I, I'm definitively going to go Shawshank. Um, definitively? Yes. The, the, real, the main reason is that I've seen the movie more. I have more of an emotional connection to it for a number of reasons that don't have to do with the movie. It was on in our dorm room in college um, while... My sweetmates were studying. I didn't study, which was sort of a problem. But uh, I would watch it while they were studying. And it was one of the ones that was on rotation. And it, it makes me happy every time I watch All it. Right. I love the concept that they meet at the island at the end. You know, after he crawls through the river of shit. It, I, I, it's it's a, feel-good, a feel-good movie that has some negative shit in it, too. I, uh, I enjoy it. Shawshank Redemption. I mean, I feel like I had, I, and this would be easier for me had I seen the Shawshank Redemption any time in the last, like, ten years, which I haven't. I, I remember it being a fantastic movie, uh, but I've seen My Cousin Vinny probably several times a year ever since it was released. <laughs> um, and it's it's one of my favorites, so I, I, I can't do an in-depth analysis of this one, but I'm, I'm voting for My Cousin Vinny. Okay. 
This one's a bear, man. This is really hard for me. I have seen my. This is the hardest matchup. Yeah, you're right, Jim. It is the hardest matchup. This is is the hardest one. I mean, out of all the brackets we've done in the last several months. Like, this is really bad because I've watched probably these two movies. I've probably seen them both 150 times. They're the two movies that if they're on, I leave it on and I watch it. No matter where it starts from, you know, it, it doesn't matter. And I've been known to watch both of them back to back back if there's some kind of like a weird you know marathon in the middle of the night um it goes comedy versus something very very serious um i need a minute i think i'm gonna go with my have an answer to it my vote but but i need to preface it with this I understand the way we ranked these, and I agreed to it when we decided how we're going to rank them. But this sucks that these two are seeing each other in the second round, because I'm clearly going to say that these are the two best movies in this entire bracket. And I am going to agree with them. Number one and two of 90s movies are these two movies, and they're fucking seeing each other in the second round and it's fucking bullshit. It is bullshit. I'm mad but Shawshank Redemption gets better. <gasps> I'm not definitive yet. Badass. I did not I expect I did not expect that and I am excited. Steph, uh, you, you, I, can, you, can you just get your bullshit what? vote out of the way? Let Kevin go. Kevin's trying to talk. Let him go. That's okay. I don't know where you're going though. I, I don't know where Kevin's going at all. I know exactly where you're going, Steph. I I wasn't trying to shit on Shawshank. It is an excellent movie. It's just not an enjoyable movie. It's not something I want to sit and rewatch over and over. One time is enough. You know, give me nightmares. Whereas, you know, Armageddon, I can watch over and over again. And the same thing with my cousin Vinny. There's just so many moments that it's like, oh, yeah. So, like, yeah, my cousin Vinny. Okay, Steph, I was going to vote for my cousin Vinny. Okay, I'm sorry. You said it's Shawshank is not enjoyable. So incredibly wrong that I have to tell you that. Me. You're still wrong. Yeah. You're not. You're not enjoying it right. Enjoy it my way, the right way. <laughs> um, Shawshank is enjoyable, and there is humor in it, and it's a much more uh, real humor and a much more grounded humor than my cousin Vinny, which is very over-the-top. And I love the over-the-top humor, and I think it's hysterical. And and both these movies I could probably do from beginning to end. Um, but Shawshank, like, we, we've talked about it a couple times. If Shawshank's on, like, when I had cable, I stopped. It doesn't matter what it is. Nothing else is getting done. You stop, and you watch Shawshank to the end. And if it's on in the middle, and it's on repeat, Watch it back till you get back to that spot again, and then you can move on. Possibly all the way through to the second ending of it. Like, you watch back to that point and then watch it to the end again, just so that you get the full experience. It's such a good movie, and the characters are so incredible. Um, I I think I, I was going to go with my cousin Vinny, but I'm going to go with Shawshank. 
Um, unless I'm crazy. I feel the exact same way. Go ahead, Jenny. I do now. My cousin I, Vinny, I watched three days. But I'm going to go Shawshank because for really everything Kevin just said, I don't need to reiterate it. The, the characters, the way they built them so quickly, like you knew who they were. You knew where they came from. Like it was almost an immediate, you know, connection with the characters. Cousin Vinny is the most hilarious shit I've ever seen. I watch it all the time. I laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. But the Shawshank, like, I have done that where whatever point in the movie you turn it on and then you watch it all the way through again. And it doesn't matter what time of night, it doesn't matter what you had to do, you just watch it. Books was here, so was so Red. So was Red. Pete, only the Italian Italian for my cousin Vinny. That Shawshank, Shawshank won there, not because my cousin Vinny sucks, just because. No, because I, I think there's a little something, something that, that Shawshank has that my cousin Vinny doesn't have. Heartbreaking for me. All right, so the next matchup is another tough one, but at least both, both of these are both in the same genre. Where I think my cousin Vinny and Shawshank were in different genres. Office Space going up against Groundhog Day. Jen, you have the floor. Your hand is raised. You may go. I will just, I will go ahead, like I said, not seen Groundhog's Day, like, bits and pieces here and there, know what it's about, get it, love Bill Murray, but Office Space is another one that I watched over and over and over again in the backdrop of whatever was happening. Um, we, we covered it before with, you know, the Michael Bolton and um, the neighbor, the guy from uh, Drew Carey show, what's his face? And he was like the neighbor with like the mullet. Yeah, I know the guy like, you're talking about. I never know his name. Damn, damn it, feels like to be a gangster. Like, they're uh, beating the shit out of the fax machine. Like, I quote that movie probably more than. Most. PC Load Letter? So what the I'm, fuck does that I'm, mean? PC Load Letter? <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. So, in interviews, 
Mike Judge has said that he wrote Office Space for all the workers out there, and he wrote Extracted for all the managers in there. And he's been both in his life. And so, and I think they have a very similar vibe. They are very, they, they kind of are going for the same thing. They're but the fact that so many people connect the office space the way it is. And I think it just, it really speaks to one of those, like, uh, what's, you know, the corporate, the, the universal experience of working in that environment. And even though I've never had a day where I work in an office like that, um, I still have so many parts of it that are there in my life every day. Like, I can tell you, in one of my supermarkets, there is a woman that every time that the phone rings from customer service, she, and, you know, and she does, you know, Mr. Delara, please pick up on line two. Mr. Delara, please pick up on line four. And I hear her every day, and all I think is, Just please. please. Just a moment. Like, you know, Groundhog Day is fantastic, and I really enjoy it. I've seen both these movies so many dozens of times, but Office Space just hits such that right notes and has so many funny things in there. It has the friendship level in there that Groundhog Day doesn't have, which I think is really important because the relationships you build people at work become, you know, that was one of those things that I didn't understand as a younger person, but as you grow up, like, oh, like, you see these people every day. I I'm pretty definitively um, Groundhog Day because oh, well, I love Office Space. Groundhog Day has the the added depth of sort of the, the the drama of things. You know, Office Space has the whole underlying we're going to steal from the company thing, and there's I guess there's a little bit of drama, but it's more it's more lighthearted than Groundhog Day is. It gives more depth to Groundhog Day, in particular with the the main character. So, begrudgingly, I have to pick Groundhog Day. Pete, you matter. Pete, Pete. It's uh, it's three to two, right? Yep. Yeah, I hate to do this, but I have to tie it. All right. So um, go ahead, explain why I'll figure this out. Yeah. I, I, these are both these are both great movies, and they both look at they both kind of speak to me personally. I, I just I think Groundhog Day is a better movie, and I, I just I think it was better constructed. I think. The, the, what they were dealing with in terms of a concept is so outlandish, but they made it work so beautifully and in such a such a believable and somehow relatable way. Just asking these questions about how you spend your time and how you would choose to spend your time even under uh, supernatural circumstances. Um, Office Space is a fantastic movie. It is one of my favorites. Um, it's it's insanely quotable, and, and I think it's a fun movie, and it's... Uh, this is hard and it's close, um, but I just I don't I don't I don't have a good reason for articulating why, but I feel like Groundhog Day in terms of quality of movie is just a couple of steps above. So that's three three, and I, I was going back to um, the notes I made from uh, Mark's Mark's uh, 
uh, varied contact with my body. And uh, he voted for both of these movies in the first round. So there's, there's no way to break the tide there. So unfortunately, we're going to have to go to a roll to die. I'm going to say that uh, I'm going to say that e- I'm going to say that even is Groundhog Day, and odd is um, Office Space. I'm clicking roll right now. Um, it comes uh, up. It, com- uh, it comes up four, so it's going to be Groundhog Day. Yes, that's not right. That that ain't right. I don't feel good about that. Call Mark again. Blame Mark. I do blame Mark. You want to just leave it open and then you can check. No, 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 it's, it's, I'm dude, it's, it's, ele- it's, 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 it's 11.45, Mark is either asleep or he's murdered his children, those are the yeah. only two options yeah, at this point. Honestly, would you put right. office space over to Russia and come the next round anyway? No, I don't think so, I don't think you would vote office space over to Russia. Hold on. Well, we'll find out. We'll get to that, we'll get to that in a minute, Steph. Alright, before we get there, we've got to go through a league of their own going up against Boondock Saints. Is, is anyone, is anyone going Boondock Saints? <laughs> is anyone going to go Boondock Saints? Anybody? Euler? Anyone. What did Mark vote? Oh, he does not in the second round. Yeah. It's too... It's... To me, there's... I, I love oh, Boondock Saints. I'm going to get... I'm giving Boondock Saints one vote because they deserve one vote, and that's it. Otherwise... <sighs> That's all. That's all I'm saying. I, Your choice is noted. Fantastic. Not yet. It served one vote. It shouldn't be a shutout. I, I agree. I agree with that sentiment. I will. It's six to one. A league of their own. Boondock Saints gets. You know, they're, they're done there. He, okay. This is this is this is where uh, I think Greg has a crisis of conscience. No, 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 no. no, no. This, is, this is simple. This is way easier for me than the last time. Good fellas. That was what we had. I yeah, Goodfellas are always a Doubtfire. Really hard time with Goodfellas and Clerks, but Goodfellas and Miss Doubtfire. Yeah, no that's not hard. That's it's Goodfellas. Easily can go all day. Well, there's three out of the gate, so I'm, but I'm going for Mrs. Doubtfire. I'm also going to vote for Mrs. Doubtfire because fuck Goodfellas. Unreal. Oh, Steph. This one is really tough for me because quality-wise, Goodfellas is obviously the better movie, but I saw this in the theater with my parents when I was a kid. Like I said, like, Robin Williams is just, everything he's in is just so amazing. Even Popeye. Um, uh, I wish I had a dad that would go that far for me. <laughs> Sorry, dad. You just want to crush, crush that. for her dad, is what you're telling me? Um, <clears throat> <laughs> um, it's, uh, Uh, I mean, either one against the League of Their Own is going to be just as difficult to vote for. <sighs> this this entire bracket, I've gone with what's the more enjoyable movie for me over right. what's the better movie. So yeah. I, have, I have to continue with that. And so I have to go with Miss Doubtfire. Oh, well. They're going to kick you out of the Knights of Columbus now. You know that, right? Wow. Oh man! Oh, I quit. Oh Jesus! Goodfellas goes down, man. I quit. I'm fairly. How did Goodfellas not get? 
No, it's yeah, three. That's three three there, Quatface. Alright, Liz, you have to roll the die. Justin, this is some fucking like. Or, Russian Russian hacker bullshit. We have Chuck's rounders that didn't make it. Alright, so it's 3-3, three, three, so now I gotta roll a fucking die. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. I'm not gonna roll a die. I'm gonna see what Mark voted for in the, in the first round. Mark voted for Mrs. Doubtfire in the first round, and he voted against Goodfellas in the first round. Or do you want to roll a die? Mark's very, Mark's upsetting me right now. Mark? I want to roll a die because it goes against what I want, so we're going. Okay, that's fine. I, I give zero fucks about it. We're going to go with... Uh, I will e straight up say that's why. We're going to go, we're going to go with evens for uh, Goodfellas, okay? Goodfellas, It's a five. This is like the Super Bowl. <laughs> Fuck this bracket. That's stupid. Justin, for my own volition, please adjust the numbers to reflect the actual vote. Thank you. Yep. Show how I appreciate it. Ugh. I warned you, no points. And may God have mercy on your soul. Absolutely. <laughs> right. All right. <laughs> no points are awarded. I <laughs> think God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> All right, so are we gonna go? Are we gonna go one more round? Here, one more. Are we gonna go? All right, one more time through. Round three. What about Bob going up against the Sandlot? Easy for me, Sandlot over. What about Bob? Easy for me. What about Bob over Sandlot? Same as Jenny. Great. I am Sandlot over. What about Bob? All right, Pete, where you at? I am surprised both of these movies made it this far and will continue to go further. Because uh, one of them has to win. Uh, I'm gonna go for what about Bob? Holy shit! I am not surprised that Sandlot made it this far. I am surprised at what about Bob? All right. Uh, it just wasn't a big role in my life, so like I never considered it that funny as or that. Big as you guys don't think so. That's all. I just missed it. Justin, it's up to you, buddy. Are you sending What About Bob to the fourth round, or are you going to push this to OT? I love What About Bob. I love Bill Murray. Um, but I think that The Sandlot is just overall a more watchable movie repeatedly. So it's going to be a tie. So, since we went to a roll with everything else, we may as well roll this one. I'm not going to bother looking at what Mark felt me up for. Um, what about Bob? Bob's odds and lots either. What a, yeah, that's, that's fine. Five. Bob, I haven't been fucking roll yet. What one? What went through? What about Bob? What yeah. about Bob? Good. I have a feeling this is as far as it's going to go, though. This is the goddamn uh, potatoes all over the Yeah, that's as far as it goes for me. All right. Mall rats. Mall rats. Okay. This one. Over there, there's just a guy in a suit. A high school. This part rips apart 93 Kevin right here. Mall rats were some fire raggers. Like, this is like, what the hell do I do here? 
I'm going to start by doing us the favor again. I am going to be abstaining from this one because I have not seen either. So, okay. Thank you. That's thank a you. damn shame, but thank you. Thank you for doing that because my vote is also for mole rats. So we have two mole rats already? Yes. Yeah. I'm easy mall rats on this one. Fuck all of you. Easy. <laughs> Fuck all of you. Steph gets violent. I'm gonna need you to vote. <clears throat> Hey. No, I know Kevin's gonna vote for Mallrats too. I no, I mean honestly, I could vote for either of these movies. I really love both of them. They really formed a fundamental part of like that, that of that early high school identity that I had. So I could go with either of these. Um, Mallrats already advanced on, but I'll, I'll give them high records vote because I love that. And uh, you know, even the uh, what was that? Uh, Shit, I'm trying to blank on the band from the end of it. I've played on the rooftop, Coyote, whatchamacallit? Coyote, Coyote Ugly. No, that's the other movie. That's a movie. That's oh. a bar in New York. Sorry. Um, yeah, I can't remember. But, yeah, yeah I, I, Pete, can you please vote? Because I'm picking up my records. Can no, you Coyote, it? Sh- Coyote Shivers, that's it. Oh, Coyote Shivers, oh. yes. I, I already have seen, and I know nothing about either of these movies, and you hear... Uh, you all care passionately about them, and they are a fire of you, and I care nothing about either of them, so... So, just come back to the future, my number one gets All right. rats oh, moves yeah. on. So, we move down, we've got Shawshank. Shawshank going up against Groundhog Day. Shawshank. Shawshank. Not, not even competition. I'm going to lose, but that's fine. No, I think she gave him, gave him a little, uh, you know, as your <laughs> I love both these movies. I mean, legitimately. But Shawshank Redemption is, it's a masterpiece. The acting is amazing. The, the story is amazing. The, 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 in, the turns and ins and outs of whether or not he's guilty... In the beginning, he doesn't care if he's guilty because his wife left him. He doesn't give a shit about being in prison. And the whole crisis of conscience he has, all the quotes, everything. Shawshank, Shawshank is better than Groundhog Day, and that's saying something. Yeah, I think we're at. Uh, is anybody else going to join Pete for Groundhog Day? Yes, I'm not. Again, I'm. I, I can't vote for the, the film I think is better. I have a vote for the film that is more enjoyable for me, and that is Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this whole argument that we have, that we've had, had over and over, why listen like why baseball writers try to vote for the Hall of Fame is the most absurd thing on the planet, because everybody has their own fucking set of criteria. So annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Shawshank moves on 3-2. Yeah, but wait. All right. But, 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 but there are six of us. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. My bad. I just did that. Steph and I voted for Groundhog Day. Is anybody else voting for Groundhog Day? Fuck you two. No. All right. That's the start. 
He's probably closer now than he was 20 years ago. Um, <laughs> right. All right, we got uh, the the last one. We're gonna we're gonna go through right now. Yep, a league of their own going up against Mrs. Doubtfire. <sighs> Miss Kelly, I, this is easy for me. It's it's a league of their own. It's it's as much as I love Marvel Williams, and it's a really I think Mrs. Doubtfire is a really good movie. A league of their own to me is a near perfect, if not perfect, film. For me, so, yeah, I, I, I can say it better. I'm a League of Their Own as well. I'm gonna go League of Their Own as well. I am also a League of Their Own. Wow. Yeah. Steph, you gonna go for Miss Stepfire or League of Their Own? No. <sighs> See, this is really difficult too because I like both films, but. You wanna give Mrs. Stepfire? I would probably all right. Is that is that unanimous for League of Their Own? It was. Yes. I think so. So Mrs. Delphire was the uh, was the Cinderella story that made it late into the uh, the tournament, but that kind of annihilated in the elite eight. I'm just curious. It, let's say Goodfellas got through there. It, it, does that change? I can't believe it didn't. Because that should Goodfellas would have beat a League of Their Own. Goodfellas would. Yep. This has been uh, very, very, very interesting. It might have changed my marriage. I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the 80s one didn't change our marriage, so this one isn't going to. Right. Do you guys just want to move mall rats forward just to save time? <laughs> I mean... I don't know what I'd vote for between those two. i got to be honest. I have to think about that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with you, Pete. And, and I haven't, since I haven't seen Mallrats, it, all, it sounded like you guys are probably going to steamroll it. Hey, hey, you know what? Uh, okay. you, you, you know what? You, uh, you, 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 you got a whole fucking week to watch the Mallrats there, homie. Um, Pete, I'm going to actually expect you to watch more. I really hope you watch it. You have like an hour and 40 minutes, right? Because Justin's got to go to bed clearly. It looks like he's asleep. He's got a bag under his right eye. Like, yeah, nah. No, no. No, I am going to go fight and with some 12-year-olds. Like I am going to go but fight with some 12-year-olds. And me and Pete against all the 12-year-olds right now. Just go watch Morats instead and Justin go to bed. All right, gang. I mean, I think we've got four, well, three really good movies in the uh, <laughs> top half of the bracket here. Um, and I got to say, the last... I think the top half was a much harder bracket than the bottom half. It's like I I, th I look at the bottom half of the bracket, uh, and I just see 
way more easy choices in that first round and even into the second round if like who I think wins wins like I I, I see I, I see the bottom half being a lot more easy choices until we get to the third round but that's just me all right we'll see like look, looking for, looking forward to see uh yeah, to see some of how these, I have, uh, I have some clear winners, out. and I have some uh, gut wrenchers. So, oh, there's still a couple that are tough. That that twenty that twenty eight uh, twenty six matchup is rough. Twenty eight twenty six. Let me see. Twenty six. Yeah, Silence of the Lambs and American <laughs> Beauty. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah like, not, for sure. That is tough. Those are two of the best. Yeah, it's an easy. Oh, and you guys, FYI, the second movie I've never seen is Pulp Fiction. Okay, nice copy. Stephanie. You have homework, Stephanie. I don't like violent movies. And I don't like Wait, it's I'll, like I'll a little of both. I'll see if there's anything that I can It's weird, though. Yeah, Greg's got nothing but time at this point. Yeah, man. I really don't think Greg canceled, so, uh. Um. I, I will watch Robin Hood Men in Tights, but it will be such a waste of time because it's not going to be well, good. It'll never be close. enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com, on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage, and Twitter and Instagram at beertasticshow, or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and cheers for local beers.